Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into our beautiful brand new studio. Welcome back to the Flyover Show. My name is Joe Wheel. I am joined once again by my good friend Scott Wyman. Uh, we have spared no expense. If you're listening to us on podcast platform, I feel bad for you because we are wiling on YouTube with video for the, well, not technically the first time, but the first time you are seeing Scott. If you uh, go back into the archives, you can see me uh, doing this thing by my lonesome but I don't have to do that anymore. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, Nebraska's playing Wisconsin this weekend. Haven't won in yeah. 10 years. Uh, NFL Week 11's coming up. World Cup's coming up. UFC 281 was this weekend. We'll finally get our reactions to it. Uh, Scott, what are you most excited for this weekend? This weekend? Oh, man. Uh, Patriots going 2-0 on the Jets. Uh-huh. This upcoming season. Uh, Hopefully. For, for this season. Sorry, not the upcoming season. Uh-uh. This weekend, Pats versus Jets. Two heavyweights in the AFC, two uh, okay. teams that yeah. the playoffs started today would be in it. Okay, um, yeah. This is a big. This is a big game. Oh yeah. Jets, the Jets, I think, are what second in the division right now. Bills are in third place. Pats in fourth place. Yep. Fourth place, not last place. It is technically last place. But when every team in the AFC East gets we- in the playoffs, like they clearly will. Miami first, New York Jets second, Buffalo third, New England last. Wah, wah, wah. But who would have thought the AFC East would be the AFC beast this year? This year, we've everyone thought Buffalo, top in the division, no problem. Uh, certainly started out that way. Has not that way right now. Um, let's go ahead and dive in. Thursday night football was last night. The yeah. Tennessee Titans, Green Bay Packers. Now, coming into the season, we all knew the Green Bay Packers were going to be without Devontae Adams. And without Devontae Adams, you lose a lot. Mm-hmm. And this was a situation in a couple places. This was the situation in Kansas City. Everyone wondered how Aaron Rodgers, how Patrick Mahomes would uh, adapt to their new pass catchers. Both brought in a lot of guys. And it would appear as though Green Bay is absolutely dead. They are having no success. They now sit at 4-7. and seven. In Lambeau, this is a good game. Hey, primetime games have been terrible. This one, I this do was not. A good game. This was a Maybe, good football was game. Was this the Thursday night game of the year? Uh, Chiefs Chargers, the first one was pretty good. That one was good. That's yeah, admittedly, that that was good. Um, we should do awards for like Thursday night. Okay. Thursday night football awards. Once once Thursday night ends, when does Thursday night end? It's like uh, week sixteen, night? something like that. Yeah. yeah. Let's do some Thursday night awards when that we, comes around. Yeah, we'll wear tuxes. We'll do the whole thing. Put a reminder out there. Um, but yeah, it, I mean the Packers. It'd be really hard to make the playoffs at nine and eight. So that means I don't know if they're dead, but if they're not dead, then they have to win six in a row, right? They have to they if have they to win out. If they win out, I think they have ten wins, right? Yeah, and, and I think you can crown if you haven't done it yet. You can crown Vikings as champions of the NFC North. Congrats to the Vikings. You want to crown them? Crown them. Yeah, I Congrats would crown to them. The Vikings. Um, Tennessee. I think this was an infrastructure win. Green Bay is reeling right now. Um, I mean, a lot of this goes back to the the Packers. You know, Aaron Rodgers gets a fifteen million dollar raise this offseason. If you want to be, Cha-ching. yeah, congrats to Aaron too. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be the highest paid quarterback, the NFL is a salary cap league, a hard salary cap league. So this is nothing about the owners. Ask the Raiders or the city of Green Bay. Uh, 
But yeah, if you want to be a higher paid quarterback, then you're gonna to have to ship out some teammates. It just turns out it was Devonte Adams. Why so. do you think? Why do you think this happens? Because it seems like this certainly happens with some teams. Doesn't seem okay. like it happens with like it's not happening with the Chiefs. Well, like, it's not happening with the Chiefs yet because Patrick Mahomes hasn't hit that part where he's gonna be making all that money. Yet. Even they're then, they're not restructuring. They're not paying a receiver though. Like they've got Juju on the cheap. They have MVS on the cheap. Obviously, I mean, I think it comes down for Kansas City to Brett Veach. I think he hits on draft picks. You know, we'll see totally with true, especially we'll, on the offensive line. We'll still see with Sky Moore, but adding Kadarius Tony seems like it could be a huge. Now there were some people saying this might be absolutely enormous for the Chiefs. This guy's a wide receiver one. Uh-huh. I don't know if everyone was saying that, but certainly people were saying that this even ever since he's been in the draft that this guy has insane upside. Through two games, it already looks like it's panning out a, at least a little bit like that. Um, but well, he only has one more year until you have to pay him too. Who Tony? Tony is his second year. This is his second year? I thought it was his third. Nope, this okay, is his second never year. Never mind, you got two yep. more years. That's good. Um, so, so you're paying Kelsey. A lot of the Chiefs' um, a lot of the Chiefs salary cap goes to defensive stars. So I think Jones and... Uh, Stone Cold Chris Jones, baby. And Clark are making like 25% of the team's salary cap. Frank Clark did restructure in the offseason a little bit. But. A little bit. Missed and two games. He did nothing wrong. The one who's been seriously restructuring has been Mahomes. And mm-hmm. so when you restructure like that, it doesn't take anything off of the cap. It just takes heat off the cap for that year and then spreads it out equally amongst the rest of the years remaining on the contract. So I'm pretty sure there is, it's like year seven of his contract, which he's in the year one of it right now. Year seven of Mahomes' contract, I'm pretty sure he's making like $75 million against the cap. Which, to be honest, at this point, might not be that much. We'll see. Given the way things are, given the way every you ask anyone, it seems like they expect the salary cap to skyrocket. And even now, I mean, you got to look at like Kyler Murray's getting paid, what Mahomes is getting paid, Russell Wilson's getting paid, what Mahomes is getting paid. Like all these guys, like by the time that comes around, Mahomes could be like the tenth, twelfth highest paid quarterback in the league. That's true, but you also have to factor in once. The market for quarterbacks raises significantly above Patrick Mahomes' level. Mm-hmm. He's going to restructure. Probably. He's never going to be one to sit idle at being the 12th highest paid quarterback in the league. Sorry, right. <laughs> Joe just had to burp. Had to burp. I'm a professional. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think this is something. It's you know it caught up with them in that they they couldn't pay Tyreek and they shipped him out and it's made Miami a better team for it. And sure. honestly, I don't know. How would you feel if you had Tyreek right now? Well, that's better. that's a good point. Well, here's the thing. So Kansas City was willing to pay him more. It just wasn't mm. quite. I mean, they were willing they to just get. Weren't willing to pay him thirty. They were they were willing to get. I think, and this isn't exact, but it was like twenty eight, twenty nine. It was something very close. <laughs> um, but they weren't ultimately willing to do it, and they ship him out to Miami. And to your point, this team. Now, people say, you hear it all the time uh, in the Chiefs' kingdom, that this offense has gotten better, which it has. Um, statistically, it's scoring more points, leading the leagues, doing all that. I think, I really do think the fact that you got rid of Tyreek Hill, Mahomes really did have to get better and evolve. Sure. I think if you were to re-add Tyreek Hill in now, you have the greatest offense of all time. I don't yeah. know if it would be super close. I think, it, yeah, I think it would certainly be up there. I mean, it has been. It has been. We saw what it was. Yeah. And that being said, like I think Tyreek's also benefiting from having Jalen Waddle on his team. I think that is a murderous duo. Yeah. Well, I think the Chiefs the past few years have drafted pretty well. I mean, the Chiefs have been, the, like, the Chiefs and the Ravens have been the best drafting organizations across the board. Um, the 
where the Chiefs drafting has been really, really good is on the offensive line and at the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. So the Chiefs defense much That's improved true. this year. You do have a lot of resources invested in that defensive line, but you get to do that because you've drafted so well at the second level of your defense. They're pretty good in free agency too. I think adding Carlos Dunlap to that defensive line is very mm-hmm. underrated. They added a lot of underrated pieces. No one that's going to blow your mind. I was kind of hoping they were going to add Ndamukong and Sue. I don't think they can afford him. That was done by the Philadelphia just, Eagles. It would be pretty redundant. He kind of plays the same position that Chris Jones does. Um, and not many defenses <laughs> play like sort of that symmetrical two guys in a two technique or two guys in a three technique type mm-hmm. of defense. Usually you have like a one and a three. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, of course. so like one guy I know between football. the center and the guard and one guy in between the guard and the tackle. That's where you line your defensive tackles. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, are they, they're not still playing him on the edge. Are they Christian? No, that was a, that fucking was a train disaster. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it would go the same way. I don't think in can sue. I mean, I don't, maybe when he was a rookie, he had the speed to, to get off the ball and play a, um, what's going on. Okay. Maybe when he was, to have a quick talk with our producer, maybe when Sue was a rookie, so he had the speed to possibly play like a five technique defensive end. So coming off the tackle, sort of playing an edge, sure. edge position. Of course. But not anymore. Well, no, he's 39 years. He's 45 years old. How, um, I mean, he's been in the league. He graduated from Nebraska in 2009. 2009. Yep. So this would be his 13th season, which is, that is quite a career. For, for a defensive tackle. tackle. Highest, guess what, Joe? Huh? It's not done yet. It's not done yet. He might Sue. get another, he might get another ring. Might get... Motherfucker should have given him a Big Twelve championship because now he's out for blood. He now wants another ring. He now can't be stopped. Uh, let's hop back to uh, Titans Packers. You got Here, something here's else? A question. Here's a question okay. I want to pose to you. Yeah, give me it. Say the Packers re-sign Devontae Adams for thirty million. Okay. Would they've been better off last offseason trading Aaron Rodgers and paying Devontae Adams for to put in Jordan Love? Uh, or just for draft picks. Imagine the draft capital. If you would have, so you probably could have done this with the Eagles last year, right? The Eagles had three first round draft picks. They had picks to burn. <laughs> so, the pretend- Eagles, I think both teams are better off. All up to Jalen Hurts. He's been having a good season, but the Eagles are a better team if Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback. Would you hear, t- t- who says no to this trade? Okay. Last offseason. Okay. Last offseason, 2022. The Packers. So, all even, so we grant Packers fans the gift of hindsight. Okay. You get two first-round draft picks. See Aaron, yeah. And you ship Aaron out, and you keep Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing Who that. Who says no? No one's saying, well, Eagles might say no, I guess. If Would you Eagles, Eagles no fan, right do they get hindsight too? Let's say you keep the Jordan, let's say you keep the, uh, who's their D-tackle? That's uh, right is No, the big, the big guy. From the nose from Georgia. I can't remember his name. Packer, Jordan, Davis. Jordan Davis. Yeah, Jordan yeah, Davis. yeah. Eagles. You keep yeah. that pick. You trade the other two picks. Mm-hmm. Who's? I, I think both teams would have done that. And I think Aaron would have been happier because he would have been playing winning football. This, this whole Aaron Rodgers thing is bizarre because he looks really bad. And so given that knowledge, I think you should trade Aaron Rodgers now. I don't Obviously, know if I, the trade lot deadline's coming on, so you have to do it in the offseason. Right. It's already came on, yeah. I don't know if to start over. I don't know what they I don't know what they're gonna do. I really don't because I mean if they get eliminated from the playoffs, they probably want to start Jordan Love because just to see what he is. You're probably not trading him, but you got a first round pick, you gotta wonder what you got in the young kid. I hate to say it, but the young I buck. I think we've seen it. I mean, he's only started two games. Uh where did he play? He was at, he was at North Dakota State, wasn't he? 
Jordan Love? No, yeah. the, Jordan Love was Nevada, I think. Nevada. I need to look that up. Uh, it was some blue team. Yeah, it was a blue <laughs> Whatever team. Whatever team it was, I guarantee it's blue. Well, certainly last night, Aaron Rodgers kind of looked like he was a bit off again. Uh, Jordan Love from Utah. <laughs> Sorry. I thought I had it. Utah State. Utah State. Utah okay. State. Okay. It was blue. It was not BYU. Some random ass school. Utah State. Um, I mean, last night the Tennessee Titans just whooped the hell out of the Packers. I mean, they kind of bottled up Derrick Henry in a way that you know you would think is okay, uh, but they just totally controlled that time of possession. I mean, they had nothing to do. And then when the Packers did get on offense, too many three and outs, uh, not enough chances, kind of gave up on running the ball, but. Aaron Rodgers just looks like he's struggling out there. That's yeah. all I can really think about. Because I mean, I know, and I know that he doesn't have the same talent he used to, but I just I don't think he's, you know, working with these guys. Like, is he? I think he. I think he might be. He even if he is every bit the quarterback that he was last year, mm-hmm. getting a fifteen million dollar raise and taking fifteen million dollars out of your salary cap. Right, but you I got mean, rid like, of Aaron Devontae. Donald. Doesn't make fifteen million dollars. But you got rid of Devontae, though. Right. Like that, that makes up for the money they have. That's what we've seen. Like receivers having a really good receiver makes the quarterback. That's so, why nobody's talking about Tua if he doesn't have Tyreek. Well, you hate Tua because you can. Well, you have the ultimate Tua argument because if anyone says anything Tua good about him, Tua turned the ball over. Sorry, he's left-handed. Yeah, I hate watching him. It's gross. You it's hate left-handed quarterback. I, I do really. Hate yeah, it. I do hate it. I mean, anybody just. Tell me honestly that you can watch a left hand. I, I don't know how Dolphins fans do it. Okay, every week you have to watch a left hand. To be fair, he's not left handed. This was this was like uh, his dad made him throw left handed in baseball situation, so he threw the ball left handed. Yeah, that's why it looks like shit. Is that do we know? Are people like are people really born right or left handed when it's just nature, or do it's people like neurological? Well, then why are so many people right handed? We'll have to look into that. Maybe we'll ask if it Elon. was if it was just like, you know, like nature versus nurture. If it was just nurture, why are so many people right-handed? Because they're cool. Are you left-handed? Aren't you I'm right-handed? Who do we know? We know somebody is left-handed. Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. New Jacob. Um. I mean, that was a beautiful game last. Like it was raining. It was snowing in Lambeau Field. Uh, it was as scenic, two, as picturesque as you could imagine. Two Derrick Henry passes. Two they didn't, they didn't really bottle him up because he was going crazy through the air. When was the other one? I missed it. I missed. Okay, so I was at my girlfriend's parents' house. We drove back. We missed two touchdowns. And it's not a long drive. It's like a 10-minute total time. Missed was two touchdowns. Was like at the end of the second quarter? No, this was uh, third quarter. Oh, right, right, right. So I missed a Derrick Henry pass, and I missed so I missed two. I missed a touchdown by each team. Well, Derrick Henry, two for two, four yards and a touchdown. They must have really liked <laughs> They're like they- so the other pass must have just been one yard. Yeah, great quarterback rating. Sure. Hey, hey, Ryan. I am not a Ryan Tan. I'm a Ryan Tanhill fan in terms of you know you you go girl, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I am not the biggest thinker that he's you know long for this league. Um, not to be too harsh, but he's what thirty five? He looked fucking good last night. He was dissecting that Ryan defense. Thirty four years old. Yeah. Is he's he like really thirty four? Like five years younger than Aaron Rodgers. I don't even think he's that much younger. Has Ryan Tannehill been starting his whole? career? He had a couple years. Career. He had no, a couple no, years of backup, didn't he? He came right into Miami and started. He was starting that whole time. Let me. I, I, you put me on the spot. Yeah, I'm sorry. pretty sure. 
We're going to get it figured out. But Ryan Tannehill is not, I mean, over 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. To uh, Traylon Burks at 111 yards. I picked him up early in fantasy. Uh, did not pan out. Was hurt a lot. Yeah, year one, 2012, started 16 games. With seven and nine. He was always like middle of the pack. The Dolphins never sucked when he was a quarterback. They never no. sucked. They were always like middle. Seven and nine, eight and eight, eight and eight, six and ten, eight and five, five and six, seven and three. Comes to the Titans. Uh, seven and three, eleven and five, twelve and five, eight and two. What did he you came into the Titans as the backup to Mariota? What did you think of the uh, Amazon? Do you like the Amazon crew? Um, I like it better than the previous crew. Thursday, previous Thursday? Yeah. Do you watch any of the pregame or anything like that? Um, no. So you got Antonio Gonzalez. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Antonio, so I know people were making fun of Antonio Gonzalez online for how cold, for like how dressed up he would get like mm-hmm. in September games. Um, he would wear like gloves, the coat, the whole fucking thing. At that game in Lambo, he looked like the coldest fucking human alive. Like he looked like the Mr. F- Mr. Snow or whatever from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Like he was like shaking. His nose seemed to get bigger. And he looked like he was about to cry. He was so he fucking He played cold. in Kansas City. I don't get it. Yeah. Then he played in Atlanta. I guess he just lost it. <laughs> I, I suppose. <laughs> um, I So this Thursday night crew, Thursday night used to just be like a boring crew. Mm-hmm. I think I actually, I like Kirk Herbstreet. Um, Me too. I know a lot of Midwest people don't like Kirk Herbstreet. They think he hates Nebraska. I think he might kind of hate Nebraska, but um, I, I do like the booth, and I think they've put a lot of money into it, and it shows, and I think they're only going to get better. I do really miss the train wreck week. So, like, the Monday night and Thursday night used to suck so bad that it was almost must-watch to see how bad the crew was. Like, you remember two years ago when they had, like, Booger? Oh, they had Booger in the Booger Booger mobile. and Jason Witten, and they hated each other. Oh. Jason Witten, I think, was three years ago. I think Booger might have been three years ago. I think Jason Witten might have been four years ago. That well, they was were the a disaster. Same, they, they, I think Booger, Booger lasted That was two years, awesome. But they had Jason and Booger at the same time. They hated each other. Oh, my they God. They would always talk over each other. Jason Witten got hair plugs. Uh, and <laughs> Booger... <laughs> Booger would get so mad, like the the it, Booger would get so mad, and you'd furrow his brow so much that the the like wrinkle on his forehead became the Mariana's trench, dude. It was became the DMZ. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that is the deepest wrinkle that has ever existed. He looks like he has like another eyebrow that's just right here. Right, dude. Looks that like he's was wearing a helmet. That oh my! I remember like pissing myself laughing watching a Monday Night Football game. That was. Oh, and then they put him right. They put him on the sideline. They yeah. put him in the booger mobile. This I can't. I can't remember the exact together. commentating crew. It was uh, like Lewis Riddick, whatever them. They're like them. They. I mean, they were fine. They weren't. Three men is too many. Three people is too many. But the game was so bad. They had booger on the sidelines driving around, and then they had this like weird. You remember when they were doing the like halftime football? the halftime like concerts during that year too oh god and the yeah, concert dude. was terrible like i was pissing myself laughing and they're how terrible do, it was they're trying to do like commentary and there's like a concert going on oh my just god drowning out this sound <laughs> it's and monday night football they have more money than god to spend on this fucking oh, thing and it was an absolute train wreck so okay let's put a bow <laughs> we, we've gone on a lot of tangents uh, <laughs> no we haven't titans the Titans, people came into this year thinking they weren't going to be as good. They traded A.J. Brown. Um, but very, I think very, very quietly, 7-3. and Going to maybe even get up to like the two seed in the AFC. 
Um, and they, Good. you know, continue to be a team no one wants to play late in the year because they're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry 25 times. Yep. And you're either going to have to commit, you know, seven, eight guys in the box every play or you're going to get ran on. Yep. So, I don't know. I mean, Titans, Titans, a team you don't want to play in cold weather. They keep putting together wins. Mike Rabel's a good coach. Dana Hill's a good enough quarterback. They're going to keep getting guys healthier and healthier. And I think, I, I mean, how far, how far, what's the ceiling on this team? How far do they go? Is this a, is this a contender in the AFC? Uh, to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. To come out of the AFC. Sure. I think they're a low end contender. I don't know if I think, uh, Ryan Tannehill is quite enough. I don't know if the receiving core is quite enough, but I think they're going to be what they usually are. I think they're going to be dangerous. I think they can beat one or two teams. I think they could potentially go all the way. I don't know why not, but um, I don't. Do, really it's like think it's really like, do they have the firepower to beat the Chiefs or I mean the like the Bengals probably not getting a home field game against the Titans if that does happen. So do they have the power to beat Miami or? And or the Bengals and or the Chiefs. I'd say here's where I'd put and the or the Bills. The four AFC contenders I would say at this point are the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, and the Titans. No Dolphins. And, no Dolphins. No Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. That a boy. I've run the playoffs. Stick simulators. Your guns, There's dude. no way that there was no way the Dolphins make the playoffs. I'm not even worried about it. I've run the simulations. Um, He's seen the documents, I've dude. Seen the documents. It's all over. <laughs> the Dolphins don't make the playoffs. Uh, I don't see them competing even at home. I don't see them beating any of those teams. Dolphins or Titans? Titans. Yeah, I think the Titans are going to be. I mean, they play kind of. T- I feel like if they play a flag again, if they play with a flag happy refing crew, they're going to have a tough time because they were real physical. Yeah. Um, they're physical off the line, as yeah. I'm told. Um, and that they, I mean, they run into the wrong refing crew. They're going to get absolutely dumpstered. That's an interesting point. I think I agree. Okay. The let's talk about Mr. Uh, Josh McDaniels, Scott. Yeah. So, so coming into this season, everyone thought, maybe not everyone, me included. Certainly, most people thought a lot of these teams in the AFC West, Sands, the Chiefs, uh, were going to be very, very good. No, come on, people. No, they hated them. They hated them. Oh my! They were saying. They were. Oh, they certainly said the other three teams in the AFC West were going to be very good. I thought. I thought the Raiders. Uh, that my coldest take was that the Raiders would win the AFC West. That take was garbage. Actually, I think I said the Chargers. I think I said the Chiefs would be third. So the Raiders, boom, right there. Boom. I, but I said they would. Look at that look playoffs. of shame. See, this is why we get video. Look at that look of shame. Uh, so the Raiders add Devonte Adams. The they add Chandler Jones. This is a team that's going to go places. They still have Darren Waller. Then they add Josh McDaniels. He yep. coached with Bill Belichick. How could yep. this go wrong? Um, it has gone wrong. It has gone very, very, very wrong. This team looks like they are almost guaranteed to miss. The, it seems like they're more likely to get the number one seed than make the playoffs. Or number one pick yeah. oh, than make the playoffs. At this point, with Darren Waller coming on IR, Hunter Renfro. On like, IR. What the heck happened to Hunter Renfro this year? You called it. You said white guys like that don't fumble because they wouldn't be on teams. They couldn't make this make it this far. He's probably got a concussion. Lo and behold, we find out he's got a concussion. You fucking nailed it, buddy. I did nail it. Um, but I thought, I mean, the Josh McDaniels offense was built for Hunter Renfro. What was that? Nothing? <laughs> We're not sponsored by Bud Light, Jim. No, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, like how many receivers, slot receivers, white slot receivers to be at that point have thrived in the Josh McDaniels offense. I mean, 
Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola revived his career. Chris Hogan played lacrosse or whatever. Those all Patriots? Those are all Patriots. But that was, you know, that's Josh McDaniel's offense. Guys who are more productive than Hunter Renfro this year. And Hunter Renfro might be, like, the most talented of any of those except for Wes Welker. Yeah. They lost the, I mean, Raiders fans all want Josh McDaniels gone. Right. And but what I said two weeks ago, do you remember this? I said they might not have the money to fire him. You, you, <laughs> is that what you said? That is what I is said. You fucking, I'm trying, I'm I sorry. I called it on pot. You can pull it up. I'm struggling to find the exact quote. I know the exact quote's not great. They don't uh, have the money to fire him. Was it Plashkey? What's Plashkey's name? First name? Plashkey. Uh, Bill. Bill Plashkey said they don't have the money to fire him. Now, everyone kind of knows that, yeah. uh, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, everyone knows that Mark Davis is the poorest owner in the NFL. Yeah, they're the most uh, cash poor team by far. Do you remember a couple years ago? Great problem to have. The reason they traded Khalil Mack wasn't because they didn't value Khalil Mack, because they literally did not have the cash to give him for his signing bonus. Yeah. Um, they couldn't come up with 14 mil. Mark Davis. The NFL franchise couldn't come up with 14 mil to pay, you know, the most impactful on-ball linebacker in the league. So, I mean, that's why Mark Davis cuts his own air, too. Just literally cannot afford it. He he eats at PF Chang's. He is uh, he he acts like he's poorer. I'm poor. He acts like he's poorer than me. (laughs) There you go. Um, I mean, I've talked to at least one Raiders fan who is pretty knowledgeable uh, in the whole thing, and everyone wants him gone. I tweeted, I think, from our uh, Twitter at flyover at flyover underscore show. Um, that they should have not let Jeff Saturday out of the building when they got beat by the Colts. Yeah, they should have hired him on the spot. <laughs> How much? What would it take to hire Jeff Saturday as your like full time coach? A hundred grand. Yeah. the The problem is you just have to like. What do you do? Keep Josh McDaniels. What do you What do you have Josh McDaniels do then? You just pay, keep paying him, and he. Does, what do you have him do? Just like answer phones. This is just a really bad. We could do. We could do what I said about uh, Dan you don't Campbell. Have the money to fire him, right? Just keep him in the building to do what? What do you want Josh McDaniels to do? For what? Did it, what was he at the Patriots? Who's the offensive coordinator? He's the offensive coordinator. Just demote him. Okay, this is the the Raiders are a team that had that had a player kill someone. They had their head coach resign in disgrace. They had something else. They had their other. They had another first round pick. Uh, cut from the team for weapons charges, I think. Or well, it like, just wasn't very good anyway. Yeah, some sort of gun just, threat they've, thing. They've, they've had really crazy drafts the past few years. Very well, they, bad in the first couple rounds, but to like continue, efficient in the back end. Yeah, they had all that happen. They they promote their special teams coordinator. Their special teams coordinator makes the playoffs as the head right, coach. They were better last year than this year. They were better last year. Then they they get, I don't know if they fired Basaccia or he left, whatever. Yeah, Basaccia. Um, Basaccia. He goes to the Packers. I mean, they hired Josh McDaniels. It's a total fucking disaster. I think as a league, we need to pay more respect to special teams coaches. Yeah, very fair. The offensive coordinators always get head coaching jobs. Special teams coaches usually make pretty good coaches. That's where you got, so... They have to handle a lot. They handle a lot of players from yeah. both sides of the football. They have to hi- handle a lot of situ- – it's all pretty much all situational, mm-hmm. right? They, it's, I mean, usually a lot of times these are the guys brought up to be interim head coaches, stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, special teams coaches 
uh, have to manage a lot with a little bit of time. They have to be super efficient with the time that they're given. They have to manage the roster more than any other coordinator because they have to worry about guys from both sides of the ball and guys who are allowed to play and not allowed to play special teams. Um, you're basically an offensive and defensive coordinator because special teams kind of does both, right? You're, whether you're returning, you're 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 playing offense and defense on the same play on mm-hmm. like almost every special teams except for kicking. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we're thinking about special teams coordinators that have become really good head coaches, you've got Bill Belichick. You've got. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that would get you. Get out of here. Uh, why can't I think of the Raiders coach? Raiders. Not the Raiders. Basacha. No. Their current head coach? No. Raven, Ravens, Ravens, Ravens. Oh, Ravens. Harbaugh. Harbaugh. That's yeah. right. That's right. Thank you. Harbaugh was a special teams coach. Joe Judge. Goat. Really good quarterbacks coach. <laughs> he was a special teams coach. People, Why are people still hiring Patriots assistants? Has it ever, ever worked out? Has ever? It ever, ever worked out. Um, I think Brian Flores worked out. Was Bill, O'Bri- Bill O'Brien? No, Bill yeah. O'Brien wasn't. No, yeah, he was. At some point. Yeah, was. was that pre or post Penn State? He was the Bill O'Brien was the Patriots OC uh, when they went to the Super Bowl the second time and lost to the Giants. Nice. And then went to Penn State. And then he went to Penn State. And okay. then became a really successful not, coach of the year. Not exorbitantly successful, but I would say. The best Texans coach in the history of the franchise. Oh, yeah, by far. They, <laughs> they really they might. won the division four out of six years that he was there. They really might rehire him. They should. <laughs> Seriously. Like, it would be like, they really should. All is forgiven. <laughs> Please. Come back. We miss you. Has that ever worked out when a coach has come back? Uh, um, right now, Mora at UConn. College. Yeah. Um. I mean, this is just Raiders are just a bad franchise. They like are, when you have to keep bad. when you have to keep like show. they lose all the time, which you know bad. But when you have stuff like this where you can't fire a coach because you literally can't afford it, that's fucking ridiculous. Do you think the NFL regrets giving the the um, the Raiders Los Angeles or Las Vegas instead of the Chargers? I don't know. I mean, the, the Raiders have fans. I feel like the Chargers yeah. still really don't. Yeah, but do you think if they're in Vegas, that changes? The Chargers? Yeah. No. I think Las Vegas is a tough place to build uh following. So I, I, I think it makes more sense because the Raiders... Like a transient destination. The Raiders, yeah. They, the Raiders have so much of a following already. Um, fans don't... Yeah, fans don't care. You say, hey, fuck you, we're leaving. We're going somewhere else. They say, okay. And then they say, hey, fuck you, we're leaving again. They say, okay. And then they just pretend like they're still playing where they are. So yeah. I guess Raider fans are loyal. But... um. I yeah, when, I, San Diego, I, when San Diego said "fuck you," we're leaving. I, we, you know, we both had a buddy who was from San Diego, Sway, who he won't even like. If you bring up the Chargers in conversation, barely. he doesn't even like acknowledge them. Which is fair. I think that's what I would do. They, he hates them. Unless, unless the Chiefs came to Omaha, that'd be sweet. That's not gonna happen. Um, I just, I okay, just to put a bow on this, I think, uh, I think the cameramen in. Uh, in the Raiders stadium need to keep clear of Devontae Adams for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, that team stinks. They can't fire Josh McDaniels. It's a super embarrassing situation for the league in that the fact that you have a team that is this poorly run and also this poor. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it is a premier fran- – you know what I mean? Like, if you're talking about NFL Blue Bloods, the yeah, Raiders yeah. are one of the biggest brands in the league. Same, same with the uh, Commanders. 
the Commanders and the Raiders are terribly run franchises yep. that still have enormous brands. Commanders have been, I mean, the Commanders have been bad, but I don't know if they've been Raiders bad. Like, Raiders have no, been, have like, been laughing stock bad. But that, why, well, why don't you get as much sell the team from Raiders fans as you do from uh, Commanders fans? Well, because Mark Davis is just, you know, playing in the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese. He's not, you know, sexually harassing people. <laughs> he's like, right. He's like the Habsburg stepchild. Who's is that the one that was stolen? No, that was Lindbergh. Lindbergh. No, the Habsburgs were like these like Austrian. Never mind. <laughs> never mind there we never go. Mind, they, they, there's just a lot of like weird old English royalty. And you're like mentally challenged cousin like got to like run yeah. some like small part of belgium just because he had that last name oh the yeah <laughs> you're a terrible person all right uh well we are <laughs> so we're enjoying a couple bud lights ourselves uh after the win last night titans oc todd downing enjoyed probably more than a few bud lights uh he was Ooh. Arrested for a DUI last night, uh, per my sports up or this morning per my sports update after the big win in Lambeau, they land in Tennessee. He has a few more uh, ice cold ones, uh, and gets arrested for speeding in DUI. Uh, technically, per we're getting this from uh, Ari Mirov of my sports update. I don't think it's technically from him. I think it was just a press release uh, by the police. Um, and then after that. You know, Roger Goodell being the party animal he is, sent clubs a memo today threatening significant discipline for violating the league's not long-standing policy prohibiting alcohol at team facilities and while traveling on team planes and buses, sources tell uh, Pelissero and Ian Rappaport. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read at least most of the statement because this shit is funny. And uh, we, have, we have some other connections in recent stuff. Uh, in light of recent events, clubs are reminded that league policy prohibits alcoholic beverages, including beer in the locker rooms, practice or office facilities, or while traveling on team buses or planes at any time during the season, regular season or postseason. This applies to all players, coaches, club personnel and guests traveling with your team. This policy has been in place for many years. Making alcohol available at club facilities or while traveling creates significant and unnecessary risks in the league. Its players, coaches, and others. Violations of this important policy will be taken seriously and result in significant discipline. Each club should ensure that its travel arrangements do not include providing alcoholic services at any time and should also take appropriate steps to confirm that alcohol, whether beer or any other alcoholic beverage, is not available at its facility. Please direct all further questions in this subject to Management Council of Football Operations. And just one last bit on that. Uh, there was a video of Mr. Bud Lydekin, Taylor Heineke, drinking some bush lights on yeah, the flame back exactly from the Eagles. And this tweet coming from Pelissero. Uh, what's Tom, his? Tom Pelissero. Oh, Thank you. Uh, the commanders disciplined multiple players after social media videos showed them drinking on the flight back oh. from Monday night's win in Philadelphia per sources. Ron Rivera reached out to the league Tuesday morning and addressed it in a team meeting. No NFL discipline coming. Whew. That was a lot. That's well. Congrats for reading all that. You did that Thank very you. well. I Appreciate honestly that. claps for Joe. You read that. Thank <laughs> you. I was impressed. I was impressed. I definitely would have stuttered in there somewhere. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, that's immediately where my mind went. I was like, I'm pretty sure I saw like literally like the NFL account tweet out. That's how that's how public this tweet was. That people were celebrating. Uh, 
Heineken, what's uh, Taylor Heineken? Bud Lydekin, dude. Bud Lydekin. I, um, I think that sponsorship has lapsed. Uh, Heineken didn't have enough money to pay him, so Bud Light yeah. got it. Nice. Well, good for, good for Taylor Heineke. Congrats, Taylor Heineke. We should probably touch on that. But I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. Here's the thing. Here's what coaches do after the game. They go home. Mm. They get the film. Mm. They watch film. Mm. They make fun of players, and they drink. Look at this bozo. That's what they yeah. do. Look at this bozo. That's coming from experience, days. yeah. That's what coaches do. That's what coaches do after every game. You have been on that end of ridicule, ridicule as a coach, too. Yes. <laughs> Pulling up your old film. Look at this guy. Look at this bozo. Look at this yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. guy. That's the, the, the pleasure of coaching with guys who used to be my coach. Uh-huh. Sometimes... I get too mouthy, they'll pull up some film of me. Oh, shut the fuck up, Scott. <laughs> and then everyone gets to laugh at me. You know you have bad footwork. I had a lot of I had a lot of funny plays when I was in high school. I bet you did. But that's okay. We'll go into film review sometime we'll with Scott. <laughs> pull up some of it. The off season. Um no, the um that's just what coaches do. You're not gonna stop it. I, what's that? What's I'm not gonna do it, so quit asking. I'm not going to, so quit asking. Yeah, that's Nick like, Saban. That's what the coaches got to do. I mean, you can't. Coaches are never going to stop drinking in team facilities. That's just the way it goes. What I took from that statement was they the team bought beer, just alcohol for everyone on the flight back, which I don't think is really – I mean, teams drinking it's on the flight back. It's a chartered flight, so they just brought it on there. Drinks know? on the flight back is not uncommon at all, but the team buy – I mean, it's I, – So, I just, like, if a player was on a flight, could he order – a cocktail on the flight from a stewardess? I think no. That's My understanding that is no. I think they just bring their own shit. From what I have heard, there's also like, you know, they'll text uh, like the, not waitresses, what do you call it? Flight attendants. Like, hey, bring this on, bring this. Like, I mean, they obviously bring alcohol on. Right. It's um, not going to stop it. It's just, a, it's just a branding thing from the NFL. It's a bad look for the NFL, admittedly. But also, like, the NFL brought to you by Bud Light or whatever. Yeah. You know, how many, like, beer sponsorships do you see during the Super Bowl? Well, it's also worse uh, publicity because top, or Mike Vrabel was the one holding his feet while he was doing a keg stand. I mean, there's no... Is that real? Shit. <laughs> 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 Could be. See, you instantly believed it. I was like, God. Like, there's no way Mike Vrabel was, like, pounded beers and this guy drawing dicks yeah. on his face 20 minutes before he was pulled over. Ex- I mean, that's... I'm telling you, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that, and this is also because Todd Downing was getting his flowers from everywhere after this performance of, on this offense. <sighs> I mean, he was he was he, he was shotgunning a beer, talking about that like first and ten with like two minutes and five seconds left in the game, where they really just if they get a first down, the game's officially over. They're just trying to grind clock out, throw like a forty yard bomb. And he was immediately just, oh, my God, I'm going to fucking devour some Bud Lights after I get home. Do we have a mugshot? Yeah, we do have a mugshot. I'm looking it up. It's not It's not too bad. It's nothing crazy. I was going to say, can we, like, try and guess what his BAC was based on his mugshot? I don't know if they released his BAC. He was speeding, though. I had Rabel in the backseat. Oh, he's even in, like, a suit? Fuck. Oh, no, dude, this guy dude. doesn't look drunk at all. Oh, no. This must have been, like, a .82 or .082. Maybe. <laughs> it was borderline. Um, dang, that sucks. I don't know. I think that that's... Obviously can't do it. Can't drink and drive, yeah, obviously. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to defend drinking and driving. No. I think that was stupid. You know, like, just like 
give the coaches a, like a, a a cot that they can sleep on at the facility. I'm sure they do. do. What is he yeah. going to do? Drive home and then come back. At least have Rabel drive you back. I'm sure he's a better drunk driver. Oof. All right. Well, don't drink and drive. Uh, do not drink and drive. Because you might hit a bump and spill yeah, your that's drink. That's a bad idea. But the team, you know, provide them Uber drivers. Give, I'm give sure they one do. of the trainers to drive you home. Yeah. You know? He's just being that's, a dipshit. Yeah. But you're not going to stop coaches from drinking in the business. No. It's just going to happen. No. Right. Okay. Scott, we have a fucking electric week 11 coming up. Uh, this past slate was not, I don't know if there were a couple absolute bangers, a lot of duds. Uh, Let's 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 dive in and make sure let's uh, talk about some of these bangers. Who do we got first this weekend? This upcoming week. Yeah. Uh, okay, first off, we've got the Eagles seven point favorites on the road versus the Colts. Indianapolis Colts, the Jeff Saturday Colts. So Philadelphia Eagles coming off their first loss of the year, eight and one, right? I think that's yep. correct. Um, versus a former player with no head coach, with basically no head coaching experience. Um, Seven's a lot, but it's not too crazy. This is kind of a close line. Am I wrong? Uh, no, not for a road team. If really? you're more than a touchdown favorite on the road, that'd be pretty crazy. Colts, uh, what's that, Ford Field? No. I just think, here's the thing. Uh, Ndama Kinsu in his first game against <laughs> Sam Ellinger, who is coming no, off. No, Matt of, Ryan, dude. Matt Ryan's back. Matt Ryan's back as a starter? Yeah. Okay. He started last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Remember he had that, like, 40-yard run? Well, either way, Matt Wheels. Ryan and Sam Ellinger, both, like, the most sackable quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, those guys can't I, move. Uh, it is fun to watch Matt Ryan. And the first game for Namakin Sue as an Eagle. I feel like uh, Eagles, give me the Eagles as a favorite here, and give me Sue with the over on sacks. He's got, you think, because what's over, under half, probably? Yeah. So he's so when a defensive tackle like that comes in, he doesn't really need to know a ton about the playbook, right? He's he's just a space eater, right? He's just grabbing the, t- the left tackle with one hand, right tackle with the other, and he's just slamming him into the um, center, right? Sometimes it'll be defensive too game specifically. Plans, defensive game plans don't get so super specific. Like it's not like on offense, you don't need to memorize two hundred seventy plays. Mm-hmm. Um, once you've learned one defense, you kind of learn most of them. Mm-hmm. What you need to learn and pay attention to is your adjustments week to week to the offense. Okay. So you learn your team's base defense, and then you learn your adjustments week to week to the offense that you're playing. Um, I feel like they're going to get him in in certain situations that are set up for him to succeed. And also the way Sue plays, uh, he Sue. like if you bring him in just on third downs, and like say you're a guard, and you're used to playing against one kind of guy, and then you have Sue, like Sue, the way he beats guys comes out of a stance like a rocket, mm-hmm. slamming into your chest. Like he's so big. He has the biggest arms of any human to ever live. Yeah, well, he's not even that big as an offense. He's like two ninety five. He's not not that big for an NFL. Huge arm. He he's like his hand clean is like five hundred pounds. He just shoots right into guys. Yeah, right through their chest. Um, as sort of like an off speed defensive lineman. I could see him being very disruptive this week against a struggling Colts O line. Give me the, give me the Colts. I'm a little worried. Going to Colts, Colts at Colts at home plus seven. I honestly, I think that's a better bet. I am a little worried. I'm not too too worried, but I'm a little worried that the Eagles could be similar to the Cardinals last year, where they were like eight and zero, then they lost, yeah. and they just kind of fell all apart. They kind of, I think they potentially. I'm not saying this. I, I love the Eagles. I think they have a head coach that's kind of similar. I think they have also have a young quarterback. 
uh, who I, th- I just see a lot of similarities between those two teams. So it's enough for me to be a little concerned. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. All right, who we got next, Scotty? Next week is the Detroit Lions at the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. New York Giants, only three-point favorites. In New Jersey? The Detroit Lions Detroit on a winning streak. On a Two huge a winning row. streak. Two in a row. Who would have thought? Um, the New York Giants, I... Minus three. I mean, Giants have surprised everyone. I think Detroit surprised people lately. You know what? I think DeAndre Swift is... He was a full participant today. Okay. I think he's getting healthier and healthier. I think that okay. Jamal Williams has been great for them. I think that team is very different with a healthy healthy DeAndre Swift. I might take the Lions. Let's ride this heater. Joe's going with underdogs. I'll go with the favorites. Give me the Giants. Okay. This, to me, feels like a college game. Does it not? This is two sort of like college offenses. They're going to run the ball. This game is going to be done in two hours. Um, give me the Giants. Give me the Giants. If this is a coaching win, this is Brian Dable versus uh, HCDC. MC, dude. MCDC. Yep. Uh, make sure you guys hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate it. It helps us out bigly. All right, who we got next, Scott? Bills at home, seven and a half point favorite against the Cleveland Browns. Who got the Sean Watson back at practice this week? So, no... Home advantage for the Bills. They are playing in Detroit. Um, the three to six right. feet of snow sends them to Detroit. Buffalo will be in Detroit again next week to play the Lions. So they're back-to-back games in Detroit. Um, so here's the thing. I love that. Uh, I love that the Bills don't have a dome. I love that some teams still embrace playing cold weather games, playing snow games. Here we go. But when you do it, when you play, when you get snow, don't leave to Detroit. Play in the freaking snow. No grit, dude. No play grit. Play in the snow. Play in two feet of snow. Two. Let's do it. Let's get weird. Let's do it. Let's get freaking weird. You've got a quarterback that's going to run over guys. Run him 50 times. You know what I mean? Like, this is the same problem with you guys at home last year against no, the Patriots. No, you just want to see him get hurt so the no, no, no. Patriots beat him again. They just, the Bills are scarred from losing bad weather games. I think this is bad juju by the Bills. I, I really do. Okay. I really, really do. I think so are you this is bad juju. Are you leaning brownies? Now, whether this is bad juju for them the whole season or bad juju for them this game, I'll lean into both. Uh, this is bad. I, 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 you, you're the Buffalo Bills. Embrace being the Buffalo Bills. Embrace Great. being the cold weather team. Don't leave and go run to a dome. Yeah, tough motherfucker at quarterback. But, you know, in the it's the middle of freaking November. Von Miller, he's a farmer. Give me the Browns. Oh. Plus seven and a half. I'm similar to the Eagles a little bit. I'm worried about the Bills being in a tailspin. They need to pull out of this tailspin. The lost two straight. Josh Allen has not looked good over the last two and a half games. I think they're two straight, right? That was the Jets' bye week, and then uh, who did they lose to last week? Vikings, Vikings obviously. <laughs> um, I'm a little worried about Josh Allen not playing well. He's practicing less because that injury, that injury, I don't think is going to be okay until the offseason. I don't think the Browns win this game. I think they cover. Oh, I'm a little worried about the Bills. I still think... Are you worried at all about not worried because you would love to see them fail? But are you thinking that this may be a bigger problem? What the Josh the, Allen thing? The Josh Allen thing. Well, the UCL UCL is a brutal injury. But he's uh, playing. He's not playing well the last few games. And by brutal, I mean it just it sucks. Like 
it's it's gonna nag him until he gets some legitimate rest. I mean that game so, that game against the Vikings, he looked like like 2018 Josh Allen. If you're asking him to throw the ball 40 times a week, it's just gonna keep getting worse. So they're gonna have to commit to running the ball or sit him for it to get better. Also, do you think Josh Allen like this is who Josh Allen is? Like you just live and die by wild stuff, or do you think he's playing below how he normally plays? Yeah, he does kind of do the thing where he like. When a play breaks, he just it's like uh it's like um it's like your uncle playing Madden against you or something. When a play goes wrong, he just smashes all the buttons. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Um Right. No, I think Josh I think Josh Allen is a top four quarterback in the league. Um and I think what's an underrated factor here is he lost a really, really good coach in Brian Dable. And I think think that the UCL injury is nagging him more than he's letting on. I think that's a tough injury for a quarterback to sustain and not miss any time for. Okay. So we, we're both on the Browns, right? Yeah. Do you think Browns win? No. Okay, me neither. All right, who do we got next? Jets at Patriots. All right. Patriots, so, three and a half point favorites. As a Patriots fan, yeah. not a homer, totally... Removing yourself, obviously, yeah. from the situation. Sure. How do you feel? I feel like the Patriots win again. They they beat the Jets the first matchup. wasn't even a month ago. Um, these are, you know, I the two playoff teams right now. Um, I just think the Patriots have the Jets number. Bill Belichick has the Jets number. Bill Je- Belichick hates the Jets. They're nine or ten straight. Um, I, Why does he hate them? Didn't he fuck them over? Uh, they sort of fuck. It's a sort of a mutual Fuckage. fucking over. Yeah, where they really fucked him over fucking. is they didn't let him. They didn't let him leave without getting compensation back. So they, Bill Belichick, when he came to the Patriots, had to give draft picks to the Jets for him leaving. So you're taking Patriots here. Oh yeah, I'm taking the Patriots money line. I'm taking the Patriots as three and a half point favorites. Uh, I think. You know, Zach Wilson gets sacked three times. Zach Wilson throws two picks. So as I'm looking at it now, Patriots beat the Jets earlier 22-17. to 17. Zach Wilson threw three interceptions, including an interception where he was just trying to throw it away. Was, there, I was even, a, there was a garbage time touchdown in there, too. I don't even think he was pressured. Like it was 22-10. to 10, The Jets scored seven with like two minutes to go. Right. Um, I think here's the question. I think the Jets, as to include special teams, I think 32 of their 33 players can play good enough to win this game. Mm-hmm. I think that 33rd player is Zach Wilson, and I think he needs to not absolutely implode sure. to win that game. Um, and I don't mean like he needs to play well. I'm just like, if he throws like 180 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, I think they can win. I think that's actually the stat line they're probably looking for. I'm. I want to take a jet, Scotty. Okay, I see that. I hear you, and I'll thank raise you. you. Thank you for hearing me. I'll raise you. I feel one heard. Bill Belichick coming off a bye week against Zach Wilson. Oh, give me Patriots. <laughs> all right, who we got next? Uh, all right, we got uh, the Bears visiting the Falcons. Falcons three point favorites at home. Ooh, Dirty Birds in Atlanta. This is another college game. This is sort of looking at the in the mirror. That's a college games. game. Yeah. Yeah, Mariota versus Justin Fields. Yeah, which I feel like Justin Fields did not run this much in college. Like no. I feel like he was a <laughs> no, he did. 
he ran a lot on like quarterback scrambles. It was like, wow, this guy is super effective runner. And he was like two, he's like 240. I mean, I feel like he was even bigger in college. Sort of like the Buckeyes jersey plus him wearing that quarterback like flak jacket made him look 260 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would just run and jump sideways into people. But um, yeah, I mean, he's he's running the crap out of the ball. I don't think it's sustainable. I think it's something that, you know, is going to put butts in seats and gets people excited about next year or the rebuild. There's, you don't want this guy five years from now running 10 design runs a game. But when he's young, when you don't really have playoff expectations, you can sort of do it now. The Falcons being favored by three here really surprises me. I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, Justin Fields said his legs have been really sore, which I don't love. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a bad sign. <laughs> I just... Justin Fields has been so hot that it feels like there's going to be a moment where it breaks, but the Falcons also just look like absolute dog shit against the Panthers. Yeah, the Falcons are not the defense that are going to break Justin Fields. No. The um, thing that's going to break Justin Fields is Justin Fields deciding he doesn't want to get hit anymore. So if the whichever team is plus three, I think I would take. Bears are plus three. I'm going to take the Chicago Bears. You know why he's okay. sore? You know why he's sore? Why is he sore? You know why he's sore. He's vegan. <laughs> sorry for that sound i just made um that's hot dude. okay so i'm gonna go through the next few games and i'm gonna tell me when you think the justin fields 98 yards on 15 attempts with uh three picks comes versus the jets probably not sauce you might get lost in the sauce dude here's where it is he plays the eagles on december 18th what were those other two jets and Jets and Bears are his two games after the Falcons. He plays the Bears? He plays the Packers. Packers, okay. Yeah. Jets and Packers. I don't know. He could get lost in the sauce. You know, I think it could be the next Somewhere game. Somewhere in there. It could be Jets. I think that he is going to get, I think I think his game versus the Eagles, that's when this comes to an end. I don't think it comes to an end this week. I think he rushes for over 100 yards again. Um, but once he gets the Eagles, Indomitian Sue and a healthy Jordan Davis. Oh, that's a tough, that's a tough, <laughs> that's, that's going to be just, we're going to put the flag up. We'll remember it when that week comes around, but bet the under on all Justin Fields stats. That game. Hey, we talked about him earlier. Shout out to Jacob for this beer. He didn't really give it to me. I think he just wanted to throw it away. But when we used to live together, kept it. Finally yeah. came in handy. Didn't it, I feel like it started a fire or something at one point, didn't it? I think it stopped working for some uh, reason, yeah. but it's all the way back. Um, I took the bears. What are you taking? I will also go with the Bears as underdogs. Yeah. I just the Falcons are the worst roster in the NFL. Were you just ta- were you just also going to take whoever was the underdog in this with that close of a line? Yeah, I don't think the Falcons should be three point favorites over anybody. Okay, yeah, me too. All right. Then we, we have the Ravens thirteen point favorites against the Panthers at home. Sorry, I'm trying to find it on my screen. Um, Ravens favored over the Panthers by thirteen points. Jesus Christ. Baker Mayfield is back with Carolina. I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse. I think it makes me feel better. Honestly, I I don't think he's like I think he's like somewhere around like 25 to 32 starting quarterback and he's better than PJ. Yeah, you would think that. I the think... wheels just keep falling off for the pain. You know what I mean? Like they yeah, they they've benefited from an easy schedule. They got the juice the first week. They fired a coach, brought in a new coach. You get the juice for a little bit. Um, 13 is a lot is really the only question. 13 is 13 a lot. Is a 13 lot. is a lot. 13 with an over-under of 41 and a half. 
So that's like what? Here we go. What's 41 minus 13? Math time, baby. So they're thinking it's like 28 to... Nope, that's wrong. Here we go. You really <laughs> you really talked yourself into a corner with this one. Uh, 20... It's going to be tough for the Ravens. Shit. I'm trying I to help you out, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be tough for the Ravens to cover 13. Uh, uh, is it though? I'm going to take the Ravens to win. Um... Yeah, I'll take him to cover. I think Carolina makes maybe backdoors it, but I think, yeah, give me Baltimore. Backdoor. Baltimore can beat the fuck out of some bad teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's kind of their trademark is beating the absolute fuck out of bad teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you there. Okay. Panthers. Give me the, I'll go with the Ravens. It's just they're going to score some. Baker's going to score some garbage time touchdowns. We'll see. All right. Scotty, who do we got next? The commies at the Texans. The commies only minus three. Yeah. Am I well, reading that I, right? That's yeah, that's a little surprising. The Texans haven't been like god awful this year, so um, um I mean they're bad. They're like <laughs> they, one seven and one. Yeah, they're they're like definitely getting at the first round draft pick, but it's not been like you know, I think <laughs> if this Texans team beats last year's Texans team. It does? I do. Nah, Doug, Doug Dougie Mills is playing a lot better. Who's the starting quarterback? Is it Heineke the rest of the way? Probably. Um, Commanders. Do they let him drink Bud Light after the game? He was actually drinking Bush Light, Light, Scott. Why don't you educate yourself on some NFL news, dude? He was Bud Light. Anheuser-Busch owns both. Oh. Had the the camo cans. Did you see they had the trash can was the the cooler? Yeah, that was sick. That was sick. That's That's some ingenuity. That is not someone's first rodeo there. No. Um, You know what? I think this is... I mean, I don't want to call it a trap game because the commanders have sucked, but oh, I got to take the commanders. Texans yeah, are too bad. You, you got to ride the wave. You got to ride the wave. Texans Heineke, are so fucking bad. Heineke is the most fun story in the NFL right now. I can't believe how close this line is. Texans have been so trash. It's a bad day to be a pylon in Texas. Bad day to be a bush light if they win, too. Yep. Taylor Heineke, and then give me the over on rushing touchdowns, which is quite hot. Boom. Uh, Rams visiting the Saints. Saints, two and a half point favorites at home. Um, so Rams with are going to be uh, getting Matthew Stafford back. Yep. The Saints are going to be missing their defensive tackle, whose name is Cam Jordan. Yep. Still have Alvin Kamara. Quarterback question is... Oh, I have a really hard time picking the Rams without Cooper Cup. Right, I was gonna say. Yeah, gonna I think I got that one. In. <laughs> last year's MVP, the leading receiver, best most yards in a season of any receiver of all time. Triple crown. Triple crown. Having another great year this year, definitely a Pro Bowl receiver, even with this injury. Out of this game, Matthew Stafford's favorite target. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the go-to guy for them on third downs. Against, I mean, what has proven to be a really good Saints defense. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, give me the fucking Saints. Two and a half. That's two and a half at home. That's I think two and a half at home is like an even spread on a neutral field. Hey, we're getting near the holidays. Remember Alvin Kamara? Five touchdowns on Christmas. I do remember. Almost six. Could have been six. Mm -hmm. Of course, you fucking did. I know. Uh, Give me the fucking Saints. What are we doing? The Saints too. Get um, the Rams are cooked. Rams suck. Rams are cooked. They're a legitimately bad team. Without Cooper Cup, there. Yeah. They were pretty bad, and they were bad before that. Yeah. 
They suck. This All is right. like the Lions towards the end of uh, Matt Stafford's time there when he didn't have Megatron anymore. All right, who we got next? We've got the Raiders visiting the Broncos. Holy smokes. Yeah. What a shitty game. Yeah, does this oh get God. your blood boiling or what? Oh this is like bad football heaven right here. This is, no, this is bad. Some games are bad in the way that a college football game is bad, which is fun to watch. Yeah. And in like a perverted way. And this is a bad in the classic NFL way that is bad, which is depressing. This is going to be sexy. And like 305, the sun's going to be setting and it's going to be like 15 to 12 in the fourth quarter. And both teams are just going to go three and out three times. As an AFC West fan, there's nothing that gets me going like watching these two terrible teams go up against each other. Joe's been on some real hater shit this past week. I've been on some hater shit. I, I don't, I don't, I love the NFL. I'm a fan of the Chiefs. I love the NFL. I would like to consider that I, I would like to say that I'm a fan of pretty much every team in the NFL in some way. I fucking hate the Raiders. I love so seeing them. When have they ever been good? In I love it. Who cares? Fuck them. They stink. Oh my God. Um, like, so why don't you feel the same way about the Broncos? I'm never, I never wanted to be like a guy where a team is good. And like, like I never wanted to be like a Tom Brady hater. Yeah. Like just because he beats your team, they like, oh, fuck that guy. I never want to do that. Sure. I just, I think the Raiders are dirty and they stink and they're the worst. I don't know how to pick this game. I could actually see the Raiders destroying the Broncos. I cannot see it the other way. Oof. Well, here we go. I, I mean, you got Hunter Renfro on IR, you got Darren Waller on IR. So you're going to have Josh McDaniels being told that he would be fired if they had the money to do it. No, Mark Mark said he loves him. Oh, he's great. So McDaniels literally has no reason to like put in any work right now because they can't afford to fire him. And mm-hmm. he has nothing to look forward to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're like, oh, I'm getting fired, but at least I'm going to get my buyout. That's sick. But now it's like I can't even get fired, which is like a more depressing situation. You're just locked into being a shitty coach, coaching a shitty team. This is awesome. And you're never going to even get that buyout. This is awesome. I love I love seeing Derek Carr crying after <laughs> Would you just quit? Would you just quit? quit so much in my body? This also, this is the potential to be an all-time Derek Carr game. Like 45 yards, two interceptions, getting benched. And dude, I had Derek Carr on my fantasy team one, two years ago, I think. Started him twice, both games. He got less than one point. I think it was healthy. <laughs> no, one game he got hurt, but one game was healthy the whole game. Got less than one point. Oh my god. Um, so I was saying I I could see the Raiders blowing out the Broncos. I can't see it happening the other way. But Pat Sertan is the highest rated corner in the league. They're going to have him glued to Devontae Adams. I think I'm going to take, oh, minus two and a half the Broncos, though. I think two and a half. Yeah, give I me the three. I don't know. What, what do you? Uh, I'm on FanDuel. Ooh, I'm on DraftKings. Somebody sponsor us. You want to sponsor us? Yeah, <laughs> that could, this could be you right now. Um, uh, let's go with yours. You, you're the... Three, three makes three is a lot different, I feel like, than two and a half. Yeah, three at home. I, I've got the Broncos here. I've got the Broncos here. Playing a little bit better football. Oh, are they? I think their roster is better. Well, they've got a coach that at least has incentive to try because they will fire him okay. because they have the money. You know what I mean? What 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 could Josh McDaniels do, you know? Derek Carr crying was not a good sign. That is not – I don't think anyone in the locker room saw that and like, oh, my God, i got to work harder for my quarter. Right. Josh they McDaniels put so much work literally – Josh McDaniels could literally just be sitting there with an iPad playing Angry Birds and they wouldn't fire him. <laughs> uh, just burn all three timeouts on the first play. That'd be sweet. Run the ball every play, just get out of there. Yeah, give me the Broncos. You're right. What are we doing? Oh, what a beggar. 
All right, Cowboys at Vikings. This is this, this is another banger. This is the game of the week. This is the game of the week. Uh, I know you want to say it's Chiefs or Chargers. I think the Chargers. I think no. I think you're right. Cowboys There's a lot at stake with the Chiefs Chargers, but this game Vikings. is. Now here's what's surprising. So Dak is back. Dak had a good week. He's been back. Yeah. Been back. Been back. Right, but he he kind of struggled his first week back. Um, Cowboys versus Vikings. Cowboys are a one and a half point favorite on the road to the NFC one seed. Uh, excuse me, two seed, one and a half seed because they lost the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings. Same record. Oh boy. After seeing what Justin Jefferson did, it's going to be really hard to pick against him in this close of a line. Yeah. As underdogs. At home, especially I don't know Trayvon Diggs. Are you in on like the Trayvon Diggs like gets burned at literally every single play, but gets a pick? So people think he's a good quarterback. People who are a lot smarter than me at football tell me that. I think I, it's probably true. Um, I think it's not quite that exact exaggerated, but in sentiment, that's correct. I gotta take the Vikings as an underdog at home. That's I, that's a ridiculous line. The Ravens also so Vikings. Um, Vikings have the best run blocking line in the NFL right now, as per PFF. Um, they, Zeke's back. Zeke's back. Zeke is back. Which I don't know. Does that do anything for you? No. <laughs> is Zeke better than Tony Pollard? I don't think so. But I, I mean, having overall, two, having, having those two, two guys, guys is yes, good. Who are like sort of offsetting like different tempo guys? I think doesn't overall improve the run game, but it's not like I don't know. Come on, disrespectful to the Vikings. This dude. is super disrespectful. This is super disrespectful. Put some respect on Kirko Change's name, dude. Although 325, where does the 325 games uh fall in terms of the Kirk Cousins prime time? Because like noon is like Kirk Cousins is like, you know, the GOAT. I would assume that this is America's game of the week. So you're gonna have Jim Nance, Tony Romo. Gotta be right. Oh, because it's the Cowboys, right, of course. Uh, give me the Vikings. I mean, give me the Vikings. Yeah, one Viking. half point dogs. Vikings should be one Come half on, point son. dogs at home to anybody. Come on, son. Certainly not the Cowboys. Get out of here. Chief. Give me the Vikings and the money line. Chiefs would destroy him. Ah, boy. Who do we got next, Scott? We've got the Bengals at the Steelers, which Man. was going to be Sunday Night Football, but they flexed it. This is the first time we've gotten flex this year. Mm-hmm. I love that rule. Um. Yeah, so Bengals, they've been hot. Jamar Chase out, not officially. Bengals minus three and a half. Full participant in practice. Actually, did not participate in practice on Wednesday. TJ Watts back. TJ Watts back, but still, man, I think this is a really bad matchup for the Steelers. Uh, Steelers undefeated with TJ Watt back. Bengals have some injuries. Uh, Bengals, I think, are coming off a bye. After uh, Joe yep. Mixon had four or five touchdowns, whatever that was. Yep. And on the road. The only thing for me is TJ Watt being back. TJ Watt changes, the, I think, like reasonably that he could change the line on a game by like three points. Three like he, points. Holy yeah. Shit. I mean, probably not really, but he is that insane. People like he used is. to say the only player that used to be worth more than a point on a line was Rob Gronkowski. The only non-quarterback. Yeah. Was Rob Gronkowski. So I, I just think, you know, Kenny Pickett versus Joe Burrow. That's also true. Yeah. That is a big concern. It's just, I get it that three and a half as a road, uh, three, get, you know, getting three and a half points on the road. Excuse me, giving three and a half points. 
holy smokes uh is a lot but still this is this is a Bengals game give me the Bengals eight points and the money line here give me Steelers to cover give me Bengals to win Chiefs. Sunday night football. Sorry, do we get three games next Thursday? What the heck is that? Chiefs. Oh, Thanksgiving. Oh. Thanksgiving, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? I'm sorry, I had like a stroke. I was like, what is going on next Thursday? Holy, Holy moly, what are you doing? Holy moly. I forgot, totally forgot about Thanksgiving. Um, so this Thursday. This Thursday. This Sunday. Kansas City versus Chargers. Kansas City is a five-point road favorite. You got five? Okay. Um, road favorite. I mean, it's not that much of a road. The environment will probably be like 50-50. I think Chargers fans, right. when they play the Chiefs, are pretty happy if it's 50-50. Probably won't be more Chiefs fans than Chargers fans. I think Chiefs like playing on the road. I will say... Well, is is playing on the road more about you having to travel or more about the environment in the stadium? I don't know. I think the Chiefs are actually I think historically have technically been better on the road. It's not by much. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean I don't do you ever like oh Mahomes is on the road, he's going to be nerd like I don't think that's ever a thought or anything like that. I don't that. think it's a nerves thing. I think it just comes from the structure of like not being at home, you know, sleeping not in your bed, have getting that jet lag from having to travel across the country. Having to practice in a place you're not used to, having it like a crappy locker room, that type of thing. I think SoFi's got pretty nice locker rooms. Sure. But I mean, Brandon Staley is going to wheel out any player that is physically able to stand up for this game. He consistently <laughs> does. He hurries players back from injury. I feel like that's kind of obvious at this point, um, especially to play yeah. the Chiefs. I mean, every they play the Chiefs. The Chargers, uh, I mean, the Chargers have the worst training staff in the NFL. Don't point. quote me on can this. We, can we crown them? Probably. I mean, there's maybe the Niners. Um, but there's, well, the Niners didn't like puncture somebody's lung. <laughs> That's true. Um, the chiefs or Brandon Staley and the Chargers when they played the chiefs earlier this year, of course it was Keenan Allen did play. Oh, he's in, he gets hurt again. I think he was in that game. Uh, JC Jackson, his first game back was then he got torched by Justin Watson so for amazing. a touchdown. He got hurt again. Keenan um, back this week. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, Keenan Allen's Keenan Allen. Jesus. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were both full participants Friday are both listed as questionable. They'll be wheeled out. Uh, Brandon Saylor doesn't give a shit. Justin Herbert's still probably not playing at his best. Uh, you've got five. This is probably too much of a homer pick. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I might, however, take the under. 51.5 is a lot. Um, yeah, what, what, curious as to what your thoughts are, Scott. I think the Chiefs are playing really, really good football right now. Um, Trent McDuffie's back. I would, I would agree. Fifty, yeah, fifty-one and a half, fifty-two is a lot for an over/under. Um, I do think you know, at home, a five-point dog is too much. I would say, give me the Chiefs money line Chargers against the spread. I think this is going to be a little bit closer of a game because I do think Staley is a good coach. I think Herbert's a good quarterback. I do think Keenan Allen is and Mike Williams make a huge difference for your team. Uh, um, Juju's out. MVS. Oh, really? Yes, Juju's out. MVS is questionable. That's an illness, though. He's probably playing. McColl was put on IR. Kadarius Tony plus 160 anytime touchdown. I think I like yeah, that. Yeah, hey, I, I was, like that a lot. I, I hit... Uh, I didn't place the bets, but I think I said on, I don't know if I said it on the show. I talked about it to multiple people. 
talking about sprinkling some anytime touchdown scores for the Chiefs last week. I talked yes. about MBS. MBS got his first touchdown. Talked about Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony got his first touchdown yeah. in the league, not just as a Chief. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I threw in a Justin Watson who didn't get one. Um, and I Here. threw in. Here's uh, my my anytime okay. touchdown this week is Ramondre Stevenson. He's definitely going to get a touchdown versus the Jets. Uh, okay, so take it choice... from a Patriots fan that it's going to be Ramondre Stevenson, and take yep. it from a Chiefs fan that it's going to be Kadarius Tony. I would also. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, my favorite non-Patriot right now, Taylor Heineke, definitely going to rush for a touchdown this week. Ooh, rushing touchdowns yep. are going to be nice, too. Yep, yep, yep. Ooh, but Jarek McKinnon plus 250. That's kind of juicy. They like passing it to him. All right, do we want to do uh, Monday night? No, nah, let's save Monday for Monday. Okay, we're probably going to be doing it while it's going on. Um, So those are our picks. Make sure you give us a like and a subscribe. Uh, I appreciate it. Okay. So we still do not know who the Nebraska head coach is going to be. But once again, and we're not, you know, claiming to have any breaking news or anything necessarily, but the name Jeff Munkin, uh, head coach at Army, has made a resurgence. I am fucking hating it. I am doing and I'm doing my best to like it. I swear I am. Uh, I'm trying to convince myself that Jeff Munkin can be a great head coach here. I think he's a great coach. I think he's an excellent coach. Um, Scott, you think a lot higher of Jeff Munkin, uh, and I'm excited to hear what you have to say because I think you might be able to sell me on him. Yeah, so here, here would be my pitch for Jeff Munkin. Took over at Army when Army was probably the worst Power 5 program. Not Power hey. 5, obviously. Worst Division 1 program. Mm-hmm. They were losing the Navy every single year. They were going like 1-10, 2-9, 2-10. and, 10, two and, nine, two and ten. It was terrible. Can't lose the midshipmen. Can't lose submission. He so he comes in there in three years, turns them into a team that has won eight, ten, eleven, nine, and nine games. Now, this year a little bit of a down year, admittedly. But mm-hmm. think about this. You can't really recruit in the service cap. Yeah, oh, I'm well aware that he can't recruit. And you also have so uh, uh, tell me tell me why are you afraid of Jeff Munkin? Is it it's the recruiting, and then am I correct that the offense that he runs scares you? No, I'm worried that people want him because of the offense that he runs. That okay, fair enough, fair enough. So ultimately, my biggest thing is he doesn't he and not like he can't recruit, like he doesn't fucking do it. He literally doesn't do it because that's not how Army works. And also, and this would probably be a positive for him. They can't be a certain weight, right? Like they still have to pass army specifications. Like you cannot have some big hogs up front. You can't have huge lines, which that's why service academies run that offense is because that's about the only offense you can do that's effective when you have linemen that can only weigh 270 pounds. Mm -hmm. So because you have these old linemen that have to stay under this limit and you can't recruit guys, you have, you just, you have to play service academy option. Uh That's the only option. Sure. So, I don't think that that's what he's going to bring here because, first off, he can have guys that are heavier than, you know, 300 pounds. He can have guys that are bigger than 275. He can have 325-pound offensive linemen. And the other reason why I think that he's going to run a different offense is because his brother. Oh, here we go. Who looks like the uh, Steve Bushimi version of Jeff Munkin. Look him up. It's kind of fun. Uh, Jeff Munkin looks like a badass. Jeff Munkin does look like a badass. He's got fucking huge shoulders. He's ripped. Definitely. How many push-ups? He seems like a big push-up guy. Oh, he does up-downs before <laughs> practices, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, 
His brother looks very different, but is one of the best offensive coordinators in the country. Currently the OC at Georgia, was previously the OC at Oklahoma State, ran two very, very high-powered offenses and put quarterbacks in the NFL, has put receivers in the NFL, and... His brother. So, his brother. That's the other thing, Jeff Munkin, and not this isn't necessarily a shot at him, um, doesn't put players in the NFL, not necessarily because he can't, but because... it. Well, he can't because it's basically physically impossible because they're going to the army right there was one guy that came out of the army and he was asking for some sort of uh uh what's it called not deferment but there's the circumstance that they can grant they have done in the past to i think i remember there's this guy from navy that was drafted as like an offensive lineman or fullback um but it wasn't granted to this guy and i think also recently wasn't granted to another guy from air force but um, he so he runs. <laughs> sorry, his brother. Sorry, quick brother. correction. It says Todd Munkin is his cousin. Oh, it's not his brother. That's from Wikipedia. I can't get anything better. It says it's his cousin. Interesting. Okay. Same name. Well, still, still, still a Munkin. Todd Munkin. Still significant Yeah. If Jeff Munkin were to come over with Todd Munkin, who looks like the Steve Buscemi version of Jeff Munkin. Oh, jeez. Doesn't he? Mm. A little bit. You'd have a little, yeah. So mm. you got Steve Buscemi running your offense. You got Bill Bush running the defense. Bush, Buscemi and Bush. No, no. On, <laughs> on the plays. Uh, but you would also have Mickey Joseph, who says he wants to stay. Dog. Who said in a press conference that he's willing to sit down with Trev and talk about what his role will be on the team next year. Mm-hmm. In an advanced capacity, you have to think that that's as a recruiting coordinator. Anything? Interesting. Because you hear, so are recruiting coordinators coaches as well? Yes. Okay. So you're, you're I would think so. Yeah. A, you're also a coach on the field. You have to be. Yeah. Okay. So, so as a recruiting coordinator, a lot is he always the guy in the living room, or is he less living room, more big well, picture? You, you you can't ever just have one guy be in the living room because you have to. Have, all of your right. coaches have to recruit to some capacity. Yeah. And the head coach is oftentimes the least active recruiter. Mm-hmm. They're usually just the closer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, the yeah, guys you, you have in the living room, it, it differs on where, like, it's good to have assistant coaches from diversified regions of the country yep. because they'll be the ones recruiting that region. Mm-hmm. And I think Mickey could be your guy who gets in the ear of every recruit that you want and then closes on the top guys. He's the guy in the living room for all of the top guys. That sounds sweet. Sort that does like, sound pretty uh, good. Sort of like Vince Morrow for uh, Kentucky. Mm. Are you familiar with him? He was nope. at Nebraska Bowling. He brought him in late. He what? He's like the. Um, he's an assistant at Kentucky. Uh huh. Not because of his on-field coaching, which is he's a good on-field coach, but because he can recruit so well. Uh-huh. He's Mark Stoops' ace in the hole. He's the recruiting clo- coordinator. He's the closer for all of it. He's the guy. And I think that's where Mickey can excel. And I think uh, that you have a fan base that is ready to pay assistance more than a million. Dollars. So I think you could get an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, and a recruiting coordinator slash receivers coach making more than a million dollars at Nebraska on this next staff if Jeff Mulkin's a coach. Okay, but if he how has he not been hired somebody else? Do we know that? That's a really good question. I think the offense scares a lot of people away. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean this this feels like a major risk. So there are some risky coaching options that I'm okay with. 
theoretically, at least the idea of it. Um, I don't know what the upside is for a guy who literally doesn't recruit at all. I just, I don't know how you necessarily take that. So we do, uh, we do know. My mic was on mute. Was it really? Yeah. Was it just, oh, fuck, I can check. Um, uh, Scotty. Sorry, Joe. Oh, shit, man. I'm sorry. Balls. <laughs> mic on? The mic is on. Yep. That is. All right. So no breaking news, but Mm-mm. the name Jeff Munkin, Army coach for the Nebraska head coaching job has opened up. Um, this name has come up a little bit in the past. It seems to be coming up again. Um and we are bringing this up just to say this, you know, depending on who you ask, this might seem like a huge disaster. At least if you ask me, I think he's a great coach. I think he's a phenomenal coach. He's a coach at Army, comes with a lot of limitations, comes with a lot of unknowns. You do not recruit. Uh, there's a weight limit for your players. There's all that kind of stuff. Scott, you are quite a bit higher on Jeff Munkin, um, at least than I am. Uh, how would you convince me that Jeff Munkin could be a great coach in Nebraska. Yeah. So um, he's a CEO of the, you know, it's a huge program, right? He has to cover a lot of areas. He has to, he instills a lot of discipline in his program. He has to control a lot more aspects of that program than you would elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody with, I think the temperament to handle the Nebraska situation currently. And somebody who I think fits Trev Albert's boxes of not being flashy and not having a lot of, uh, extracurricular activities outside of football. So this is not necessarily news, but people may not know the connection between these two. Which two? Oh, Trev. Okay. Trev and Jeff Munkin. So Trev's son uh, is a West Point grad and also coached under Munkin for a bit at Army. So that that is a connection. I think this is probably a guy that Trev Alberts had in mind last year. If he were to fire Scott Frost last year, he would have hired Jeff Munkin. Um, I think the offense scares a lot of people away, mm-hmm. but I don't think he'd be running that offense at Nebraska because it's sort of a necessity at those service academies because you have the weight limits on the offensive linemen. Can't get those big hogs up. Front. Right. You can't really run a zone run technique. You can't really do anything except for cut block and pull guards. So. That's just the offense that you're stuck with running if you're if you're at a service academy. Mm-hmm. And he has, you know, gotten about as far as you can with that offense. Like if you if he were to bring that offense here, then I'd say yes, you're definitely putting a ceiling on our program. But I do think that there's a strong possibility that if Munkin comes here, that his cousin Todd Munkin, his cousin Todd, his cousin, Munkin. not his brother, uh, who looks like Steve Buscemi. Uh, would who who is the OC at Georgia was previously the OC at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Two high-powered offenses puts quarterbacks in the league. Would come here. Is Georgia good? You tell me. Georgia is good. Confirmed. Yeah. Uh, would come here and run a different offense, something a little bit more high-powered. But Georgia still runs just as long as it works, dude. Yeah, as long as it works. Right. As long as it fucking works. The thing that you know I cannot get over. Uh, and that I think a lot of people will not get over uh, until it's proven is he does not recruit. 
Like you do not recruit at Army. Yeah. What I mean, I don't know what the pitch is. Like you're not. He doesn't develop NFL talent because he can't. Uh, I'm sure he develops players, but these players are not going to the NFL. They can't. I mean, there's just so many. You're so like handcuffed at so many points. I just I don't. What what what's what say you, Scott? Is there do players look at that and say I can't make it to the league? This guy doesn't develop league talent. I think I think he would have to come way out in front and say we are not running a service academy offense. We're going to be running something different. That would be a requirement. If you wanted to recruit at a high level, you would definitely have to do that. However, I will say Megatron did come out of his offense while he was with Paul Johnson at... Uh, okay, I like that. Patrick. I like that. I like Megatron. Um, I think Mickey jo- Mickey Joseph has said that he wants to stay on board. So obviously, if you're keeping Mickey Joseph, you're not going to be running that offense. Um if you're bringing in his cousin, you're not going to be running that offense. Mm-hmm. But I will say that it is a requirement that you're going to have to say week one at the opening press conference. No, guys, we're not going to be running the double wing. Guys, um, yeah. I think that this the head coach often isn't the recruiter of a staff. Right. He's not the one in living rooms unless you're really trying to close a guy out. So he's a CEO. He's, he's a CEO guy. Right. He's a guy that you hire. And then you hire really good assistants around him, and he just does a really good job managing everything. Yeah. So I and I think I think the thing that he's going to be really really good at, although I know you think he won't be a really good recruiter, I think he will be a good O line recruiter. Could be. Um. Okay. Let's be clear. Whoever Nebraska hires, I will talk myself into them being yeah. the next greatest head coach of all time, and it sure. probably won't take much. Um. And also, he looks sweet, so I'm sure him in a Nebraska jacked. polo will look fucking awesome. If I walk, I tell you what, if I'm on campus and I walk by the Indomitian Sioux weight room and I see him benching 315 for reps, I'm, I'm going to be in big time. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm going to send that video out on Twitter. I think the recruits are going to see it. Everybody's going to be fired up. We're going to go crazy. Um, I'm not yet. Thing? I think part of the reason people are off on Munkin is because you can't make good puns with his name. Like rule, yeah. Rumblings, rumors, rh. You're honking for monkin. Honking for monkin. That's pretty good. That's me. I'm big on monkin. I'm probably bigger on monkin than anybody. Really? Just, yeah. Urban. Like I'm not. I'm not saying there aren't people I would rather have than monkin. I'd rather oh, okay. have urban than monkin. You just I more pro. I'm the high. I'm like pro Jeff. On the 99th percentile, of pro Jeff. Getting half with Jeff. Um. Did we mention Trev Albert's connections? Yes, we did. did. Okay. Okay. I think we're good there. All right. Um, let's finally talk about UFC. What a card! It's only taken us four, five, six, seven days. Um, this card was an absolute banger. So card I have been of the year. I have been kind of critical of the UFC, and that's uh, probably not fair because I'm a normie fan and I'm paying attention to football. So. I got to give it to him. This was an absolute fucking banger from top to bottom. I mean, every single fight on this card was electric. And that is not, that's not easy to do. Like you can make, you can make matchups that seem great and they cannot work out. This was not one of those. This was fucking awesome. Oh, starts off with Dan Hooker. One of a fan favorite fighter. Everybody loves him. He's been on a real losing streak. Hangman. He, uh, I mean, Dan Hooker is a good fighter, right? Mm-hmm. Are we all crazy? He's not. He's a really, really electric striker. Tough Finally loss. gets a win. Tough loss to prison. Mike Chandler got put to set to Valhalla in one sleep. punch. Yeah. yeah. After a like war with Dustin Poirier that sent him to the hospital, 
So he is he finally got a win. I think that reestablishes him at, you know, he's a, at a ranked fighter at 155. I don't see him getting too many more wins against top guys in the division, but I, it's just good to see. Everybody yeah. loves Dan Hooker. It was sad to see him lose. I think this would have been one where he would have gotten cut if he had lost. So I think this is, this is the a little streak. If he has to face one of the top five guys in the division, I don't think he gets it done. But good start for Dan. I will say. Lightweight is absolutely loaded. Before you say that, I have to make a correction. I said something wrong. This is on me. I would like to apologize. I said every fight here was a banger. One of them was not a banger. Please continue. Which one? Okay, never mind. Uh, well, you probably forgot. I probably forgot about it. Um. Okay. Carla Esparza, Zhang Weili. That was not a banger. That well, was the third. Jean, it was a. It was a. Uh, it was an assault. Um, Jean, Carlos Esparza taking wedding photos with her the UFC belt. Hey, here's the thing. I'm glad she got the pictures in. Sure. The pictures last forever. Sure. The belt lasts forever. You go down with that forever. But holy well, it's a champ, always a champ. Smokes, did she look bad? Well, okay. did, or did Zhang Weili look good? Yeah. Oh, I mean, and Zhang Weili is really, really scary. Yeah, and I think it's just like that's what everyone expected. Like, was oh, anyone yeah. like, oh, Carl? Like, she was I a mean, minus three hundred favorite for a reason. It probably should have been. Worse. I was surprised it was three hundred. I thought at least four or five. A minus three hundred favorite for a, a non-champion fight. fighting a champion. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. Hooker, I want to say before we move off, we did move off, but I'm bringing it back. Hooker, definitely one of those guys uh, that would be set up well for a money fight should Conor McGregor return in 2023. So I think the guys in that camp are Gaethje, Chandler, who keeps calling for it, but I think might be a little bit too high level of a fighter for Conor to want to come back against. And also might not be patient enough to want to wait around for it. So I think... I think Hooker falls falls perfectly in that camp of might be gifted with the red panty night against Conor McGregor when he Maybe we done it. Maybe we done it. Um you want to move on to Chandler versus Poirier? Uh Frankie Edgar. Oh, Frankie uh, Edgar. Holy. Had his retirement fight versus Chris Gutierrez. The Gooch man sent him to Valhalla. Uh was that a flying knee? No. What was it? He just got punched. Oh. He just got punched. Frankie Edgar got put to sleep, unfortunately. He got hit, and his arms did like this before he hit the ground. It's sort of like he, Frankie Edgar, looked like a, like a cartoon, like Tom and Tom and Jerry when Tom steps on a rake. That's how Frankie Edgar got knocked out. I mean, remember that other one where he got, where he, he was, took a flying kick to the knee face? To the dome. Yeah, I think that was a kick, kick to the, to the face, face, and his whole face like melted like he this. He looked, oh my God. That was not, that was only a couple oh. years ago, too. So Frankie Edgar gets sent into retirement. I don't think this changes how we will look at his career, but man, right now, I think everyone kind of understands that a lot of times in this game, in this game, that's how it goes. Guys do not get sent out. They go, they go out on their shield more times than they go out uh, on their feet. I don't know. Is there much more to say? I mean, he was slept in two minutes. It was terrible. It was, ter- was, it was terrible. I thought he was still a high-level fighter. I will admit, I did bet on Frankie Edgar, and I lost miserably. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, next fight, Poirier versus Chandler. Chandler. Oh, this was a banger. That was a banger. It Both was- of these guys always in absolute bangers. Poirier, Especially Chandler. Does, does Poirier Christ. have, like, the best chin in the UFC? He, he seems to never get slept. Chandler He'll was a little rocking him throughout this fight. And 
But yeah, okay, yeah, we should address Chandler has Jesus five fights in the UFC Christ. so far. All of them. Two of them have been like knockouts of the year, and the three fights that he's lost have been like fight of the year candidates. Who what was the third? So he lost to Poirier, He lost to he Oliveira. Lost, he lost Oliveira. to Gaethje and he lost Gaethje. to Poirier. Yeah, Poirier. Gaethje. Yeah. All in like very hyper competitive fights, knockout, drag out brawls. He's Absolute absorbed wars. so much damage directly to his face in the past year from like the best fighters on the planet. and dished it out too. Like and no one it. left that. No one leaves the ring. He dished unscathed. It. He could like very like. It's not absurd to think that he could be like five and zero in the UFC right now. No, right. All of those fights. It seems kind won. of more like like he's hurt these yeah. opponents every time. He so right so he he had Charles like. On the ropes, like Dead. as far gone as I've seen somebody with a fight not getting called. I he think. was like face down, ass up for a second. Right, too. Charles was just lucky that it was Herb Dean calling, <laughs> being the ref in that fight. Yeah, um, Herb man. The Gaethje one, I think, is the only one where he didn't have somebody on the ropes. Gaethje, that, G- yeah, it was. I mean, it was a really good electric fight. It was like a 60-40 fight where just Gaethje was just winning more of the exchanges, and Gaethje just hits with like hatred, you know? Yeah. Poirier, he had, like, wobbled throughout the whole first round. Poirier slips a punch, lands a good counterpunch, and then just once Poirier's got you, it's on. Poirier is super accurate when guys are hurt. Yeah. He could not miss. Chandler gets saved by the bell. His nose is fucked. <laughs> his nose is so bad. He's going to need plastic surgery. Second round starts, and Michael Chandler does what we thought all along that he would do what he did in Bellator came out and showed how dominant of a wrestler he was. Mm-hmm. Now he's kind of been like Dana's boy, the first four fights Dana. winning or losing in ways that would make him a more exciting fighter. Uh-huh. He came out in the second round against Poirier knowing he needed to wrestle and showed what he could do on the ground. Yeah. You think he regrets not wrestling more in the UFC to this to thus far? Probably. I mean, I think, was? Also, I don't think he could breathe. That nose was shattered. He could not breathe. He couldn't breathe. Which I don't know if wrestling is really going to help you breathe, but you can at least. It doesn't, but it keeps you can get getting moments. hit in the nose. Once. Yeah, you can get moments. <laughs> I mean, at that point, maybe getting hit again will fit. I don't know if it could have been worse. He was on top of uh, Poirier, and blood was just. That was the most blood I've seen in that right. short amount of time. The one time, like, time he tried to faucet. breathe out of his nose, it looked right. It looked like somebody had like smashed paintballs onto Poirier's chest. It was so disgusting. It looked like ten ounces of blood in like three seconds, literally yeah, onto Poirier's mouth. Mind yeah, you. <laughs> like, right holy, on. Him. Like yuck. Like w- would you tap ever from something like gross? Like if someone just like no me, you down. dude, never. If he if he had just been like holding Poirier's arms down and like <laughs> blood into his mouth like oh, that, you, Jesus like, Christ, that was essentially the situation we had there. Um, and Poirier didn't tap. So again, Poirier toughest fight in the UFC. Um, He's not tapping in blood. Couldn't breathe. Couldn't breathe. Right, but still was just dominating Poirier, who's a black belt in jujitsu, maybe a fake black belt, but was dominating him on the ground. Looked way bigger. Was just ragdolling him. Yep, and then. Eventually, like literally just couldn't breathe, had to rest, had to sit up. Literally, he was wearing Poirier like a backpack so he yep. could catch his breath. And then Poirier got him in a rear naked choke. And when you can't breathe out of your nose and your body's already depleted of oxygen, it diminishes the amount of time that you're willing to hand fight while being choked. Mm-hmm. So he tapped as fast as I've ever seen someone tap in a rear naked choke. Yeah, he was. I mean, I think Dustin got it in well, but I think he was ready to go. 
Yeah. Well, and part of the reason Dustin got it in well is because Poirier was so gassed when they were on the ground because he couldn't breathe out of his nose. Yeah. He literally was just sitting up upright, letting Poirier take his back. Got his ass whooped. Got his ass whooped. It kind of looked like like he basically did like the Obi-Wan Kenobi against Darth Vader in episode four when he just like held his lightsaber up and got sliced. <laughs> That was that was Chandler like letting Dustin up and like sitting on his knees straight up and down wearing Dustin like a backpack. That was a, what that looked like. Hey, that was a close. We'll talk about it in the post show. If you're watching just the clip, go over and watch the full episode. It might be up in this corner here. I almost just ate shit right there in my work. Uh, my quads legit. are so sore. Um, but right. I think I do think, and we can maybe talk about this announced uh, Islam versus Volkanovski for the championship. I think Chandler is the only one in the top five of 155 right now that could beat Islam, and he would have to do it on the ground. Boom. Uh, so women's strawweight, we kind of already talked about it. Carla Sparzo, Zhang Wei, Zhang Wei Li, excuse me, absolute ass whooping. I think when Zhang Wei Li pees in the toilet, that toilet glows for a week. I think she's on so much. Oh juice. my god, yeah, she's Jack. <laughs> she's enormous. No, the CC she's 115 pounds. Can you believe that? The CCP would never let anyone do steroids. No, and neither would the UFC. Nope. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the, just a coincidence. Nobody's been popped in two years. Uh-uh. So <laughs> uh, the middleweight main event was an absolute fucking banger. Israel Adesanya controlled it pretty well, pretty clearly winning going into the fifth round. Yeah, three to one. I think Pajeda yeah. probably had the first round. Would you say? I can't remember. We were definitely <laughs> caught one in there. We were a couple deep. We were a couple deep. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, you never thought Pajeda was out of it, card but it like was that. starting to look like, okay, the writing's on the wall. Israel wins another decision. The way it was all it was always competitive, but clearly looked like Adesanya had the edge coming into the fifth. Looked like he was going to outlast him. We kind of, I think we kind of assumed Pereira, Pajeda, Pajeda, um, has a, <laughs> my apologies. Um, so he's, he fights, you know, what's kickboxing? 12 rounds, nine rounds, nine, three minutes. It can vary. It it's can vary. most often 12, three-minute so rounds. So he's not used to the five-minute rounds. I think there was an assumption yeah, that he would totally. be exhausted by the fifth round. His corner tells him, hey, you're going to fucking knock this fucking guy out. You're and he losing. Stands, he stands, and he said, "I." what did he say? I don't remember. Ready what to kill? Say? He's like, I'm ready to kill. Let's assume he did. That's fucking sweet. Uh, he, does. he stands there, yeah, gets up from his corner early, stands there staring down on Asanya, says something in Portuguese that we don't understand, uh, and looks... It's really scary. First off, when he comes out to start this fight, the way Adesanya had to stand against this guy because he was so much bigger than him. We, oh, my God. He was so big. Pajeda, what is it? Pajeda. Pajeda might be the biggest human alive. He looked fucking... Israel Adesanya so always looks huge. fucking huge. And Israel was, like, cowering to this guy. So, Israel Adesanya, I am six foot three. Adesanya is, like, noticeably taller than me, probably at least an inch. Mm-hmm. So, Adesanya is, like, here. This motherfucker is, like, here. Yeah. Like he looked he, and like, like we there's a lot of saying four and a half. There's a lot of this in like MMA, UFC, whatever, where it's like, oh, this guy looks so much bigger than the other guy. And if you're not used to watching the sport and you look at it, you're like, ah, they pretty much look the same size. Mm-hmm. That was not this. He looked fucking humongous. Like, he looked like a different like he looked like Bigfoot. Yeah. Like Bigfoot came to fight Israel Adesanya. Right. And instead of big feet, it was fucking big fists. Big fists, bricks hitting out Izzy right in the side of the head oh for the last God. minute of the fifth round. Um, Izzy, admittedly, has been very respectful in this loss. Has taken it pretty well. Yeah. Um, did say that he thought it was a little bit of an early stoppage. 
Uh, uh, I don't think he did. I think immediately he argued with it, but I mean, that's, I think in his post-fight press conference, he said it was fine. He did go on to Helwani and say that he was not, like, hurt or injured in any way, but it was, like, it was clear, like, if the ref didn't stop it, bad stuff was coming down the pipe. Izzy, like, his hands were down, his head was down. He was right, right in the, right, you know, he was taking punches right down the dick. But he has, what is it? Pajeda. Pajeda's son comes out again and just fucking... Yeah, Pajeda's son pretends like he's dead, mimicking Adesanya. <laughs> um, and recently, we actually got this today, Pajeda throws out an Instagram post saying the rematch is on. It felt pretty obvious that they were going to fight again. I mean, Adesanya was, what, like the second winningest middleweight of all time? Yeah, I mean, who would you put in there? I mean, it's, what Dana really needs here is Pajeda... To, I mean, if Bejeda wins again and beats Adesanya, a star is born, but he's going to lose quickly to anyone besides Adesanya. So milk everything you can out of Bejeda because somebody's going to wrestle him. Do you see how big he was? I know, but I mean, he's so big. Hamza would come in there, a weight class below, and like would throw him out of the cage. Did you see how big he was? He could not even get up to his knee. He couldn't even get him under the groin. He's too tall. I think Bejeda versus Adesanya rematch. Dana needs Adesanya to win that, so then you can set up the trilogy. I don't know if Adesanya doesn't get a trilogy fight if he loses again. No, but if he wins, if he wins, you get a trilogy and you get the biggest fight in the history of the middleweight weight class. Oh, that would be sweet. But if 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 Pajeda wins again, Adesanya doesn't get a third or a fifth shot at him. He's lost to him three times now. That would be a fourth. But if but if he wins, you have all sorts of matchups you can make for both. Yeah, yeah, you do, but I just think his reign at the top of the division would be short because he is not a wrestler. He hasn't wrestled in any of his fights thus far, and it would be there's a lot of guys at 185 that would be chomping at the bit. To I take cannot get over how fucking big he was. He's huge. Like he's he a- was Adesanya's huge. Everyone Adesanya. I like, guess Adesanya fought a guy at that weight, and you said Adesanya looks like the smaller fighter ever. No, no, never. never he's never, never even been close. Maybe like it looked like he weighed less than Paulo, but Paulo's got short arms. Yeah, Paulo's a shorter guy. Looked like he short, weighed less than Yoel, but he dwarfed Yoel. Too. Yeah. Is Yoel like 5'8? We have no idea of any <laughs> measurable of Paulo Costa. All right, do you want to put a bow on this or are you good to go? I'm good to go. All right, that was but, a fucking um, banger of him. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling going in this weekend? What are you most excited about? Chiefs Chargers? Chiefs Chargers is exciting. Huskers versus Wisconsin. How do you feel about that? Well, Chiefs Chargers, I'm a little nervous about. Not that we're going to lose. It just feels like it's going to be a stressful game for me. Sure. Um, I don't. I I could. I think the Chiefs have gotten a lot better over the last few weeks. Oscars versus Wisconsin. How you feel? Oscars, uh, Casey Thompson back. I feel okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hey. Have you that's heard of the backup quarterback? Sisnick. 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 Yeah. Is that the baseball? Is it, is he the one that plays baseball too? Ooh, maybe. I don't know. He's walk on from Hastings. Here's I my question. Think, I feel like I would have heard where that do, a couple where times. Where does uh, Torres and Harburg fit into all this? No fucking clue. Because they've already used their red shirt. Am I not correct? Maybe. Did Maybe they just, have they just like opted out? Is that a really bad sign for? I I think Torres I think is the future, dude. I would really be sad if Torres transferred. Torres from. Where's he from? He's. Is like, he from Nebraska? No. Okay. He's recruit. Harburg is the one from Kearney Catholic. Yeah. yeah. I knew Harburg. He's 6'5". He's huge. Harburg could be a tight end. I thought Harburg was... Well, yeah. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe. he could. Honestly, Harburg's a really good athlete. He could play a lot of positions. Yeah. 
He's six five. You you're gonna Cam be when you come yeah, in. Scott Frost would put him at center if he was still the coach. It worked. <laughs> it did work. Scott was right. Scott. Scott. Where Scott was right. That's probably Scott's crowning. Is that Scott's best achievement? Is Cam Dragons at center? Yeah. Or his. Uh, I mean, it would have helped handicap. if he taught him how to snap before he put him at center. He had, dude. How long had he been playing center when he started? A week. Two oh, weeks. Two, two weeks because he missed fall camp. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Scott Frost. Handicap. See you, folks. What? See you, folks. Oh, we're not done yet. We're not done yet? Oh, what do you want to talk about? Oh, I just thought we were doing aftership stuff. Just how bad. What do you like? Oh, is this from, this is from Golf Digest? Oh, we're talking is Scott Frost handicap or what? Scott Frost, now 1538. I don't know. We, we, hey, that's a, that's a separate video. Probably from the offs- I got it. I'll pull it up. That's I'll probably a separate video. His USGA account? Yeah. We'll probably make a separate video of this in the offseason. Oh, World Cup. Oh, uh, Scott Frost. Yeah, yeah, Scott Frost Challenge. This offseason, it's coming. We're going to do a lot. Scott Frost oh. has a negative seven and a half handicap for golf, which is very good. Congrats to Scott. He's a very good golfer. Yeah, good job, Scott. Um, puts a lot of practice. for you, there. dude. Um. Joe and I are going to try and beat his handicap as a duo. I've never golfed before. I've been so on the course. It'll be tough. <laughs> I, think I'll, I think I'll be good at golf. We might need to throw someone else in there to help us. But I think I'll be good. Not like Why? good, good, but I think, I, <laughs> think I'm tall and I'm long. I think I can hit dingers. Go yard. I think I'll drive it well. I like the confidence. I like it. I'm not saying I'm going to be like better than you or any of our friends, but I think I'll be good for a beginner. Golf, pretty, golf humbles you more than any other sport. Yeah, but I'm pretty good when I pick stuff up. All right. I'm excited for it. Yeah. We'll be able to pick, use a few of mine. Um, so, seems like the uh, cutter thing is going pretty well. What? Cutter. Cutter? Yeah. What's cutter? Qatar. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, USA plays Monday. Shout out. Uh, Cutting off alcohol sales 48 hours before the uh, game Yanks. begins. Yep. No gay, no gay stuff. No, Jesus um, Christ, what a disaster! They uh, have you seen the uh, residences where, where where fans are like living just in like shipping containers with like canvases over them. Tents. Jesus Christ! Tents with cots down on the ground. Um, like four hundred people died with them in them making the stadiums from just heat exhaustion. We're gonna talk about this, I think, a lot just in perpetuity. But I do not, I don't understand this sports washing thing. Like it's not working for anyone. Like Saudi, like does Saudi Arabia have a better public image because of sports washing? Like it's getting worse. Like people are like, look at Saudi Arabia. This is happening. I like, think it is. I think so- if if you had given Saudi Arabia the World Cup, it does not look like this. Qatar's way different than Saudi Arabia. I guess I don't know that much about it. But either way, I, it's like whenever this stuff comes up, it's like, hey, this country, like people constantly talking about like Qatar's hey, like the the council bluffs of Saudi Arabia. It's just well, because it's like they don't. Saudi Arabia doesn't really want to talk about that they sponsor live, but they like kind of do. So it's just like it only gets brought up as like this is paid for by Saudi Arabia. I got like followed by the Saudi. Um, <laughs> I got followed by like it was like the Saudi public fund or whatever or the Saudi. Oh, like, the Saudi wealth fund. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. I was like, what? And then, and then they unfollowed me. Oh, <laughs> that could have been our end, dude. I should have screenshot it. But yeah, the Saudi whatever their fund is that sponsors live followed unfollowed me. For whatever reason. And so I was like, I don't know. I should have screenshotted it. 
It was bizarre. I didn't know he had a Twitter account. Weird. All right. Hey. Elon Musk probably let him on. Yeah. Elon probably let him on. Shout out Elon. Twitter's still alive. I do think I do think Twitter is more interesting. Like with with OJ Simpson and the Saudi <laughs> public fund on Twitter. I think it's a better Twitter. I think, you know. Certainly moves the needle. Let the you know, let it be weird. Let it be weird. Keeps <laughs> Keep Twitter weird. Keep Twitter weird. I don't think there's any concern with Elon. Oh, so what I was saying earlier. So I've been trying to work out again. I've had a lot of over the last like year or two. I've had a lot of like injuries or sickness, just like weird stuff happening. I've been out of the gym. So I was trying to do this like uh, the you hold the dumbbells, you squat and you like press them up. Thrusters. Thrusters. See. So I did. I was going to do rounds. I was trying to like hop in and do rounds. So I did like one round and went hard and I was. After it, I was like, oh, God, I'm like, I'm starting to feel it. You know, when you're like feeling it, like, okay, here we go. This is where we go. Put the dumbbells up. It's about to start second round. Go down. Immediately, both quads feel like they both tear. Like, I immediately just hit the ground. <laughs> they both cramp fully at the exact same time. I'm just like on the ground. Just, <sighs> just praying that they didn't snap. Like, I'm afraid to even touch them or look at them in case <laughs> they snap. Just pull both quads <laughs> and are in a wheelchair. How do you get home from the gym? That's like I blew on my no, back. I was fine. I was, the they just cramped. They just both like simultaneously cramped. So I didn't know it was possible. I blew out my back at the YMCA once and uh yeah, squatting. And um this late they people were like, Are you okay? And I was like, Nobody touch me, please leave me alone. I was like, I'm just kidding. this is just where I live now. I just live underneath this bar at the squat rack. I'm just gonna lay here for a little bit. I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And then I'm like rolling sideways out of the chair <laughs> and then someone's like do you need an ice pack i was like yeah please i swear to god i had that happen it took me like two hours to get out of the ymca dude <laughs> what was this this is by recent too no, no no no. this is like summer of like 2018 you get so many weird injuries i haven't been injured in a while probably because i just played i haven't played sports in a while but yeah I had to give you a piggyback to the rec center after you broke your foot. Broke my foot playing intramural flag football twice. Twice in six months. That was awesome because we went back to the huddle and I look over. Because we were like ready to play call a play and I look over in the sideline. There's a guy down and I assume it's from the field next to us. I'm like, that guy looks like Scott. And one of our friends is like, that is Scott. I'm like, why the fuck are we huddled up? So then we go running over. I think I, I, think I called the game. I don't think we played. I was like, okay, we're just going to forfeit because we're getting our asses kicked too. I was like, okay, we're just forfeiting. And like, oh, somebody was like, there was like three minutes left. We're down like four touchdowns or something. I was like, no, we're just like forfeiting the game. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? It was a really bad injury. I like crushed my foot. You Zion Williams. Dude. I Zion Williams to my foot. When yeah. he like stepped out of his shoe, I just planted super hard and like three of my bones broke in my foot. That's a great analogy. Um, it's. Yeah, it was super bad. And then I did it again and just said, like, got surgery. I don't know why they didn't put the screw in the first time. DK Metcalf, same injury. Drift King. Drift King. Me? Drift King Metcalf. Oh, yeah. Oh, Drift King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah. Damn. I, I was I, in a boot for like six months that year. Yeah. That was a really bad. I remember we were living together, too. <laughs> so, oh, the shower. Oh, yeah. I was showering. We shared a bathroom, too. We shared a bathroom and I showered. Using a uh, crawfish, like a crab pot, like a soup pot. No crawfish pot. Crawfish pot. It was like a 20, I, it's like a ten gallon. It was like a 
I still have it. I could probably go get it. It's like a big, big one. And then I, um, yeah, I would just sit on it. I would just sit on it. He didn't ask, by the way. He just, like, took my pot into the shower and started sitting on it. And then it just lived there. Yeah. In the shower. Scott, why is my pot in here? He's like, oh, that's foot pot. Well, it was really butt pot. Because mm-hmm. he sat on it when I showered. My I, understanding I nothing went into the pot. Uh-huh. How would... No, yeah, my foot never went in it. No, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. sat on the bottom of it. Yeah. To shower. Shower. Um, Are you going to watch the World Cup? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love the World Cup. Really? I do. It really sucks that it happens in football season. This really kills the vibe. It The World Cup is yeah. perfect when it perfect falls stuff. after the Stanley Cup and the NBA Finals, and it's in, like, the June-July window. Yeah. That's just so perfect to have the World Cup. Now it's during football, and I don't really, like, give that much of a fuck. But still rep the USA. I yep. love our squad this year. I think this is the best USA squad in, like, 20 years. It's a tough group. We got Wales in the first round. Should beat them. Iran should beat them. We got Saudi Arabia. England group, will we? beat them. But... Hell yeah. We have Saudi, don't we? No. Uh, Wales, Iran, England. Okay. So the top two make it out. Yep. The top two make it out of your group. Wales is the decider, and we play them first. So, why is Wales so good? Play them Monday? Why are they so good? Mm. Um, they've got a really, they've got a couple really good players. It's just like, they're just a really tough squad. They, um, anybody making it out of Europe is a really good squad. They won this like weird playoff. There was a three team playoff to see who would get this spot between Scotland, Ukraine, and Wales. Yeah, I remember that. And Wales won. If we had played Ukraine, that would be all-time bad juju. Like, oh. we're giving so much money to Ukraine right now, we would just definitely just forfeit that game. But, um... Is Ari Kane still playing for England? I don't know. England, fresh off of winning the Euro, Not winning the Euros. Losing to Italy in the Euros. Um, this makes me feel old, because I was, like, freshly 21 when the last one happened. Like, I remember yeah. going down to the bars, like, at, like, 9 a.m., still drunk from the night before to watch the World Cup. It's good times. I, I do. I love the World Cup as an event. It's really fun when the U.S. is in it. You cheer for the U.S. every game, live and die. Soccer is one of those sports that people say it's low, low scoring is bad. I think low scoring is way more electric because one play can change it. Yeah, that's true. It's not if, like basketball. If you're, inve- if you're invested, I think, is the yeah. thing. Basketball, the best play you could ever make in the world is worth, like, one thirtieth of what your team's gonna score that game. That's true. Whereas soccer, like you know, one really good play is like the whole game. That's it. Like that's that's the game. So like at any moment, this game could change like in a way that's drastic. So that's what I think makes World Cup special. Um, I like. That. And then I do again. Really, I love this USA USA squad. Hell it's yeah! A super fun team. They're gonna play a brand of soccer that's fun to watch. Hell yeah! I've got a lot of young talent that's going to be here to stay that plays in europe that dominates in europe okay get ready here we go usa you beats wales hell yeah beats england hell yeah beats iran hell yeah number one team out of the out of our group okay and we're calling it soccer yeah it's fucking soccer we win. it's fucking soccer we play football uh, and we call it football we call it football baby. and then we play your football and then we win it and call it soccer. Yeah, it's fucking ours now, dude. If you're going to fucking put... Fuck your sport. This is what you get. It's ours now. This is what you get. Yep. For playing the World Cup during football season. Yep. 
America is awake during football season. We're going to fucking <laughs> Yeah, we're here, shit. dude. You're trying to play football during football season. We're yep. showing you, here's what real football is. Uh-huh. Your sport is soccer, and we're going to kick your ass. Also, Americans have Thanksgiving dinner waiting the other side. They want to burn extra calories, so yeah. they'll be running even harder. We're going to slap you with a turkey. We're going right. to stuff your... Never mind. We have, we have an unbelievable weekend of sports coming up. Enjoy the fuck out of it. May all your bets hit. May you have the greatest weekend of your lives. We appreciate the fuck out of you. Thank you. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. We appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.